0: Hey, just a quick reminder before we start the show today that tickets are now on sale for our first live show in Brooklyn, New York, on November the 19th, 7.30 p.m. We're going to be covering the movie God's Not Dead. And you can get tickets for that at goodchristianfun.com. And we hope to see you there. This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In
2: 1997, a children's book by an unknown author quietly appeared in bookstores. The world, unaware that this was the precipice of an unprecedented moment in literature, and we were about to meet one of the 20th century's last iconic characters in The Boy Who Lived. J.K. Rowling's legendary Harry Potter series not only launched several multi-million billion-dollar industries, it made an indelible mark on our culture. The seven books captured imaginations internationally and created a gateway to a simpler, more magical world. Now, two years prior, Left Behind also debuted on the bookshelves, (laughs) kicking off a 16-book series spanning 12 years. It's hard to convey how much impact the book series Left Behind had on modern evangelical Christians, but Harry Potter might be an apt analogy. Both books delve into a fantastical world beyond our own but instead of every kid and young nerdy adult reading these books just think about every american christian (laughs) In (laughs) in fact it might be the perfect yin to harry potter's yang since many christian kids weren't even allowed to read harry potter but uh they did get full access to left behind the kids a very real and not made up young adult series adaptation Jerry Falwell said about the debut book, In terms of its impact on Christianity, it's probably greater than that of any other book in modern times, outside the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Written by Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, the series is a sprawling spiritual warfare epic, all allegedly informed by the book of Revelation. Allegedly. With monster sales totaling over 65 million, Left Behind serves its complex eschatology with Tom Clancy style pacing and suspense, (laughs) while touching on the genuine Christian curiosity and fear of the rapture and end times. Professor of Divinity Harvey Cox from Harvard says part of the appeal of the book is the lip licking anticipation of all the blood. Yum. Ugh. (laughs) And because Left Behind might be one of the only true franchises in Christian entertainment, the franchising was aplenty, spawning graphic novels and audio dramatizations, books for kids, video games, and of course, movies. And that brings us to this feature film, Left Behind, the movie. Oh, were you thinking of the 2014 version starring Nicolas Cage? No, no, no. Uh, Let's take it back to the year 2000 and enter Christian Cinema's go-to vanilla cupcake, Kirk Cameron. (laughs) Cameron stars as Buck Williams, a GNN journalist who happens to be in the right place in the right time for the end times. The film kick off what would be only a brief trilogy, beginning with a rapture and ending with a worldwide nuclear war triggered by the Antichrist. Spoiler: It's not Obama, it's Nikolai.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we watched the first movie of this trilogy, Left Behind: colon, The Movie, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun.
0: Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. I want left behind To get Bad you me through this Tribulation force time. Baby force It's on the books
2: Welcome back to Good Christian Fun I'm Caroline Welcome
0: back Bitch What? <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> Yeah you mean from last week? Yeah. But this might be someone's first time listening. Well, welcome back. <laughs> from where? Home. Oh, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little good, good Christian, christian old fun. fun. christian christian old fun. christian old fun. <laughs> <laughs> like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, boy. Caroline, how's your heart today? Uh,
2: Kevin, my heart is hurting um, because I ate shit at your party the other night
0: so hard (laughs) you ate shit yeah oh my gosh yes (laughs) caroline We watched the Paul Lynn Halloween special, as previously discussed on the show.
2: Right. And I got excited because I saw a cat in the house and I decided I was going to do a cool like jump off the back of the couch to go get it. As you do. As you do. Uh, And just in a really slow, like loud, loud fall, like just ate it. I think my legs like flipped up in the air.
0: I remember the feeling (laughs) of you falling on the floor, thudding in the house more so than the actual, I mean, I remember the visual, but the thud is going to stay with me for a very long time (laughs)
2: Ross Kimball happened to be there and he said it sounded like a sack of potatoes hit the ground
0: (laughs) that might be that might be the
3: case
2: uh so aside from my ego my rib cage is also bruised pretty heavily is that true yeah like oh my god like I can't take a deep breath (gasps) Um, oh um, no So it's just kind of like all around mortifying. And now that I think about it, I don't know why I'm saying this on the podcast. This should not like go down in history at all.
0: Well, maybe by the time this episode comes out, Mm -hmm. you'll be healed. (laughs) I I hope so. By the prayers of our millions of listeners. (laughs) Lift me up. Faith healing, y'all. Faith healing, please. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. But (laughs) that being said, was it worth it for what you got to watch?
2: uh, You mean, was it worth it to go pick up that cat that didn't let me hold it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that
0: cat's a... That cat's a jerk. She's That's a not a good She's cat. She's a bitch. We can say it. Yeah, no, Scampy's a better cat than, <laughs> than this guy. wonderful.
2: How's yeah. your heart, Kevin?
0: My heart's pretty good. I'm trying to get into a regular exercise of... Uh running again oh yeah in the morning you run a lot it's fun i've started listening to podcasts it's while fun. running which i used to does that sound like a man trying to convince himself <laughs> yeah i think it's good i like it i like it Well, little junior <laughs> asparagus action uh-huh. no but it, it is like i feel like if i can make it a thing where i can look forward to it mm-hmm. whether listening to because it used to be music in college i would only run Really, from college until maybe like a year ago, I would only listen to Bruce Springsteen. Big running. surprise. What? Come on. <laughs> I mean, but there was a lot of songs to listen to. It wasn't there just the same lot. three songs over yeah, and, and, and over there's again. There's nothing
2: that pumps up Kevin's loins
0: like Bruce. Pumps up Kevin's loins. Weirdly, Born to Run, not one of the songs usually. <laughs> usually not. You'd think it's Yeah. It's perfect, but it's it. too on the nose for me. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, my heart's good. We're we're in uh we're knee deep in November now. The weather is cool. Yes. Unlike last week when I was depressed as hell for it being so hot. Yeah. I feel good. But now it's cool. Yeah. Crisp in the air. We can go on our night walks.
2: And yeah. Do our night
0: reads. Yeah. Is Kevin and I go only? on night walks and night reads too. That'd be fun. We spend a lot of time together. I hope someone's listening to this on the night walk right now. Yeah, On the East Coast, West Coast, or one of the flyovers. Looking at the same moon we're looking at. Mm, mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Guys, the topic for this episode is left behind
2: hell yeah hell
0: yeah tribulation <laughs> yeah hey, baby. but we needed some help to get into it because it's it's like there's so much to it
2: the research that i got deep into just for this episode was like oh it was layers and layers and layers of stuff so well it's tough
0: because it's like it's something that's been around for at this point you know 22 years as mm-hmm. of recording this right. and. There's so many parts to it, but we're yes. our entryway into it is just going to be the movie. So we're going to mostly talk about the movie, the original movie. Yes. The 2000 movie with Kirky Cam's. Kirky
2: Kams. Our boy, Cupcake.
0: Mis- Mr. Fireproof himself. <laughs> but... Uh, But to get into this and to really do it justice, we needed some help. So we need need a a special guest. Yeah. We need someone who knows what he's talking about with this stuff. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him from the AV Club. You may know him from Vox.com. Yes. He's a film and television writer. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Todd
3: Vanderwerth. Hello.
0: Hey.
2: Oh, this goes for a while, so yeah, yeah no, I, no, I listened listen listen. listen
1: to this song today. <laughs> your praise to the Lord.
0: Come on, everybody. Come on,
1: Todd. on, Todd. 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 <laughs> Vanderwerf.
3: Hey, I'm Fitz. Todd <laughs> Vanderwerf. <laughs> <Perfect. laughs> Welcome, Todd.
1: It's great to be here. Thank
0: Hi. you. Thanks, Todd. Todd, you and I share a name. We do? Kevin T. Porter, the T stands for Todd, y'all. I always thought it stood for tit. You thought it stood for tit? <laughs> You did? Yeah You did think that? Yeah, I did Okay, no, it's Todd, which is my father's name I never
1: well. I, I, never know what to do when I'm not supposed to talk Because yeah. I, I was here the whole time I don't know <laughs> We, we acted that. like he just yeah. walked
2: in yeah. he's been I just staring at yep.
0: us Yeah, this is another me. podcast thing where it's like <laughs> Do you acknowledge the guest before you introduce him? Do you just never. invite him into the conversation? <laughs> and now this is like a genre of, of joke, too, on podcasts It's like, we just may just sit here for 10 minutes so. Oh,
2: so we're being hacked right now even talking about it yeah
0: exactly Damn. so how do we how do we undermine that and get to the real heart of the issue in the podcast you know in a concise yeah. excellent way
1: that no one's we're gonna done need to pray before. about that
2: and really think about it
0: todd what is what
1: is your background <laughs> yeah. with faith stuff what is your guestimony well you know i've been thinking about this because i could talk for legitimately 30 minutes about this Ooh, take but your i'm not time. going to you can't <laughs> no please do i grew up Super fundamentalist Pentecostal, Pentecostal, oh, evangelical. Yes. Like we, I went to a church. Um, so here's a little background. My wife and I uh, are writing partners, and mm-hmm. we wrote a, a script that has gotten some attention sort of set in the fundamentals Christian world. Oh. And she was asking me like, what was your church? Like I was like, well, you know, we'd lay hands on each other to heal. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> to her, That <laughs> was very different. Yeah. And I was like, like well, you know, no we, ta- touching. Yeah, we talked in tongues and people would like get up and dance in the aisles and all that stuff. And like, to me, it was very normal and it took a long time for me to realize, Oh wait, Not a lot of people grew up in that. What was your wife's upbringing? Uh, She was Methodist, so she was about as mainstream. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. very calm opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So it's um. I I and the thing about it is when I was about eleven, we mm-hmm. left that church under mysterious circumstances. I still don't fully understand.
2: Really, like, like your parents? Yeah, didn't my talk parents about were like,
1: "Well, they were." They've talked a little bit about how they saw that my sister and I were coming up on adolescence, and the church like was so strict. It said if you dance like if you go to a school dance that's against the lord. Oh my, my parents gosh. were like, eh, I don't know about that. So we went to like a <laughs> you can s-
2: dance a church in the aisles, yeah, but
1: you but- can leave your friends <laughs> <Yeah>. behind. <laughs> so we went to a slightly less uh, a slightly less fundamentalist church. Like it was it was now is like hardcore Baptist, but it was Okay, you know, so it wasn't Pentecostal. If
2: at your um, Pentecostal church all the women had to wear skirts,
1: I don't know if that was explicitly the rule but like as I recall most of them did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like so, the
2: the style, the trend. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> so but like I I spent a lot of time especially like my whole life really like wrestling with whether I actually believed in any of this, you know. Sure. And I have When was I,
2: the first germ of like do I
1: Well, I so I was in my Pentecostal church when I was 7 or 8. Uh-huh. And this, uh, the local newscaster, like for one of the local stations, this is in rural South Dakota, so nobody lives there, but one of the local <laughs> news stations, one of the newscasters was like super Christian and he came and somebody spoke in tongues and he said he had the gift of interpreting tongues. And so he said exactly what they had said and we went, oh yeah, okay, all right. Uh-huh. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> and then about a year—that's like your cool. Hollywood star. Yeah, exactly. In this like, small that was country. like, that was like if if Kevin started speaking in tongues and Brad Pitt came through the door and was like, <laughs> "I know exactly <laughs> what you just said." I would believe every
3: word,
2: <laughs> absolutely.
1: But I, I had this dream last night. <laughs> but about a year later, Prophecy. I went to this like it was one of these like all the churches came together. We had like a tent revival or something. Yeah, literally a tent yeah, revival. Yeah, like, literally outside. a tent revival okay. outside. It's and the. The newscaster was there and somebody spoke in tongues and he interpreted the tongues and he said the exact same <gasps> thing
0: oh my god! and I was like oh
1: this is a bit this is a thing he does <laughs> I was like way. nine it's an Andy
0: Kaufman yeah. character yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I was like oh okay so he's lying and then that like I oh still believe that like You know you could speak in tongues You can interpret tongues But I was like But that guy is lying And like that was like The moment where I was like Okay some people some are Some people
2: can make, yeah. make Fabricate this a little bit Yeah um, <laughs> So was it like generic enough That it could just yeah, work he was, In like, any uh, situation
1: was, I, uh, The thing I remember about it Was that God says He's walking through the world Like a lion It was like
2: Oh yeah That's him, a rousing cool. Yes yeah.
1: <laughs> Relevant <laughs> Yeah he was just like Sort of doing like Bible is a Madeline? metaphor
2: For the devil in the Bible Or yeah. no it's a dragon
1: There's there's, Yeah uh, it's It was basically Bible Mad Libs was what he was doing. God's walking like an eagle? Uh, (laughs) Like a... Virgin? Like a Spurgeon. Preached for the very first time. Great. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Kind of the next time when I was like, I don't know how much I believe this was, when I was in high school, Ellen DeGeneres happened. Like she came out and she did her show Mm -hmm. and I was like, and I was bullied when I was in high school. Like, like kids made fun of me for being, you know, really straight laced, and uh, you know, I didn't like swear I didn't swear, yeah. I didn't drink, I didn't do any of that. What and are they, their
2: names? I want to go talk to them. <laughs> I'm going to go shake them. It up. sounds <laughs>
0: like you want the names. Oh, you want? Oh, I you want
1: the names of the bullies? <gasps>
2: what the names they were calling? That's the you What
0: were the names? I thought they were hilarious.
1: <laughs>
3: yes. But the
1: you know the joke they went to because it was the 90s and they were teenage boys and it was easy was that I was gay and that like my best friend and I were gay and yeah. like. I, you know, I, it was really hard for me. And so the Ellen thing happened. And I distinctly remember being like, well, what if she, you know, was just born that way? And my father was like, no, nobody's just born gay. Yeah. And I was like, you know, as somebody who's been made fun of for this and like feels terrible about it, I don't think anybody would just be like... Oh yeah, I'm gonna decide to be gay. Yeah,
2: like I think I'm gonna opt into this whole situation. (laughs) (laughs) Seems cool.
1: So that was that was like when I was really starting to question it. And then in college I took a course on the Bible taught by a Catholic nun. Mm -hmm. Oh Um, and she just like demolished literally every fundamentalist precept i'd had she was like what's the thing that jesus tells us to do most in the bible and i was like you know i don't know stop abortions and she's like no it's to remember that it's to take care of the poor and like tell hollywood
2: stars to shut the hell
1: up (laughs) leave politics to the politicians so that's just like really it really broke open sort Mm -hmm. of my conception of what religion was and i spent a lot of my 20s not i wouldn't say i was a Mm non-believer but i was not I was, you know, vaguely spiritual more than I was. Yeah. Anything else? Mm -hmm. And then Donald Trump got elected. (laughs) And. I started going back to church. And then you went all in. And you in were up, like, that's oh, a Christian. and yeah. I, <laughs> I went back to, because
0: I was like. <laughs> that's the kind of man I want to be one no, <laughs> no, model.
1: <laughs> no, what it was was, I saw all my relatives and all my friends from back home who were really into Trump and like really into Jesus. And I was like, I don't get this. Mm. And it wasn't that I wanted to understand it. It was that I wanted to reclaim Christianity for people who, who didn't feel like wow. it was an exclusionary force. Yeah. So my wife and I started going to, my wife who is. Much more of a non-believer than I am, but mm-hmm. likes, like, church and likes church music and that sort of thing. So, we started going, not regularly, but often enough to uh, an Episcopal church yeah. in downtown L.A. Oh,
3: cool.
1: And, like, I've really come to be, like, sustained by it. Like, I still don't believe in all of it, but I think there's value in having, like, a quiet space where we all get together and think about things that we'll never know the answers to. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's what church became uh, mm. in the wake of Donald Trump's election.
0: That's so… Uh not to bum everyone out, but this <laughs> this is coming out on November the eighth, twenty seventeen. Oh no. One year after all oh, of that man. uh circumstance wow, occurred. That's such a bummer. That's the Lord like, The Lord works in mysterious. I mean, we didn't we didn't plan on doing a political end of times <laughs> apocalyptic movie on this day <laughs> on purpose. It just kinda happened. But mm. that's really beautiful though that, that that inspired you because I feel like the opposite – I feel like we both went through that, too.
2: Yeah, it is special that instead of pushing you away from what seems like a, this collective identity around c- a lot of Christians, yeah. was more of like, wait, no, I don't – no. Like, well, let's th- set a section apart and, like, <laughs> remember what was we like, came
3: through.
1: I knew that Christianity wasn't just evangelicalism. Like Great. it wasn't just the quote unquote Christian culture, mm-hmm. like there's Catholics and there's lutherans and and Methodists and you know Mormons and people who are mm-hmm. under the Christian umbrella right um, who live very different lives from the life I led when I was a kid. and like th- for as many times as I tried to get people to understand like what my life was like growing up, I realized it must have been pretty niche <laughs> and, like that was hard for me to escape I
2: yeah, think, so have you gone back? To any of those churches, like if you visit home?
1: The one that I went to when I was a kid is, like, not there anymore. Oh. I don't know if they shifted to another location or they tore it down or this or
2: mysterious post-adolescence yeah,
1: departure. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, uh, my parents now go to uh, a UCC church, which is more conservative than your average UCC church, but one of the more, like, liberal denominations. What does in,
2: UCC stand for? Uh,
1: United Church of Christ. Oh. They, okay. in, like, especially in cities, they're often very... Um, they're, like, often very LGBT-friendly, okay. um, take care of the homeless, whatever. But That's it,
2: kind of a big turnaround for your parents, then. Well, really?
1: with the church they go to is not that way. The thing about UCC is that every church sort of sets its own rules. Okay. So, like, the church they go to is still really conservative. Yeah. But it's more liberal than, like, the churches I went to when I was growing up. And so... Cool. Who knows? Yeah, but I just I just want to say I think uh, it was God's plan to elect Donald Trump so that I could tell that anecdote. Hey, like that's I, th- it, the it was whole all reasoning. worth we
2: went through a lot, but we've arrived here <laughs> think, and I'm grateful. <laughs> I feel
1: fulfilled. I think everything's gonna be
0: all right.
3: Yeah, also okay. too,
0: I wanna say I think it is lovely that even though not being gay yourself, that having even a sort of personal um Almost like brushing against that yeah. those ideas and that community created empathy in you. For yeah, I feel like that's it. Just takes one either experience of of either connecting with someone who's personally because to everyone who pushes all these sorts of different beliefs and ideas of like what the Bible says about homosexuality and stuff, I, I always just want to say. How many gay friends do you have? Yeah, Not yeah. just like, I met a guy, but like, how many it's, friends? It's very hard to
2: reconcile once you actually hear someone's experience with it and how it feels to be gay mm-hmm. or be gay in the Christian community or just be gay in the world and yeah. all those things. It's very, very hard to reconcile. Like, well, no, you don't feel that way. Yeah. So, One yeah.
1: of my best friends in high school came out as gay after college. Wow. Uh, and that has really been hard for some people in my community to yeah. like, because everybody knew this kid everybody like was friends with him it's been really hard for people to be like. So now, sort of the story is: well, he moved to the city and you know <laughs> discovered he was gay to or whatever. Babylon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they
2: made him. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, <clears throat> that's interesting. That,
1: that community still being South Dakota. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a very small town in South Dakota named after the Armor Hot Dog Corporation. Is that true? <laughs> yes. So well, it's actually named after the man who founded it. But our high school fight song was the Armor Hot Dog song. No, so. it wasn't. Yeah. Do you remember? That sounds it?
2: like a joke you'd make about South Dakota <laughs>
1: Packers Armor Packers. <laughs> 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 everyone loves armor packers da, da, put
2: it de- in a t- yeah. pig intestine and pack
0: it up tight and take yeah. them to the game
1: what an assumption <laughs> everyone loves them everyone
0: loves armor packers <laughs> they too, not That's so fun not necessarily true Aww. well what was your pop culture exposure growing up what were like your jams um, in high school and college
1: very, so when i was a kid it was very little we watched a couple like family sitcoms, mm-hmm. and we would go see Disney movies when they were in the theaters. But it was primarily Christian Ooh. pop culture. Oh, and wow. what were
0: what were those jams?
1: Yeah, uh, um, I well, uh, we're going to be talking about it later on the show. I'm sorry to spoil it, but uh, the the Amy Grant album you guys pulled up like sent oh me age up, to age Yeah, sent me oh, up, yeah. like a like a like a Proustian reverie <laughs> <laughs> through, like my childhood. Um, no, I but my we had a lot of kids. Uh, Christian music Salty the Songbook Oh Salty the, yeah. the Songbook's big GT and the Halo Express uh, They I'm were a little, They were They were a band of angels That sang songs Based on Bible verses Sure I know the
0: name <laughs> GT and the
1: Halo
2: Express a band of I, angels I, Yep You know what Now that I think about it It's surprising There aren't more Band of angels Groups <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Because they, they're The singers in heaven Right you Yeah, know, There's and, a lot of bands Up there
1: <laughs> And every Like tape that they did because it was cassette tapes every tape was a different story with like they met kids and helped them through their assorted problems so
2: oh so it was also kind of like a a story time yeah it was yeah it it was
1: like that um but no i i watched a lot of kids christian tv shows no (gasps) gospel bill gospel bill was well veggie tales is funny because when i was in high school and college i still hung out with a lot like i st- my dream was still to marry a virtuous christian girl like that was still <laughs> a top of the list a long
2: skirted yeah. woman so i would I hang out gotcha. i would
1: go like to these like youth group hangouts and stuff and i'd meet these girls and i'd be like wow you know she's cute whatever mm-hmm. and then she'd be like let's watch veggie tales and i'd be like mm,
3: what <laughs> and i I'm like veggie high. tales yeah. i
1: yeah. i like veggie tales i was just like i wear 19 <laughs> like,
0: but but at 19 so that was you know we could do like, whatever we want, now, right <laughs> You don't have to. That was what Stranger Things was to them back then. It was veggie <laughs> This
1: reminds Stranger me you talked. You talked in the last episode. Um, this is a callback for those of you who are just joining. Callback. Welcome back. Um, you talked about people who are like, I just saw the girl I'm going to marry, and like if that doesn't work out, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. you absolutely. Did that? Oh no! Way. I told Can you tell mom, a story, please? I told my mom. So I went to my I went to the college I was going to go to. Yeah, they had a scholarship weekend where like they had kids who had the scholarship show those of us who are incoming freshmen around to be like these are the ropes. This is what you get. Oh, yeah. And they uh, they paired me up with this really sweet, really pretty, uh, really like virtuous Christian girl who like really was on fire for the Lord, as on we would fire, say,
2: quote unquote, and on
1: fire for the Lord. I just I was so taken with her. <laughs> I was so excited by her. I told my parents, "I think I'm going to marry her." I changed which college I was going to so I could go to this college so I could be with her. Oh my gosh! And then the first day of college, this other girl walks into my room, and I married that girl instead. So. Oh
3: wow! No way! Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh!
1: And I never, but I, I never would have. And the thing is, my wife before we went to college, we knew of each other, and she like had a like a dream about me. What? i like not like. A salacious. Tree. No, I mean, It was just like, yeah, we, were like ha- we were hanging like out. And we were, were going to hang out together. Yeah, like we were going to hang out. And so like, maybe
2: when you pointed at that girl, you were maybe your wife was like slightly behind her,
1: <laughs>
2: and God got confused <laughs> about His will. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. God just fixed it for
0: you.
1: <laughs> I like, I like that idea. <laughs> oh man,
2: that's really sweet. So you met your wife on the first day of college. The first
1: day of college, and we've been together mm. ever since. Did what?
2: you go to a Christian college? Or no, uh, went to, college. I went
1: to, a, I went to a state. College. Uh, the thing about South Dakota is that state college, uh, Christian College, it's all the same thing. <laughs> like, in South Dakota. Everything there is so funneled. Going to copy through. and paste that culture. Caroline,
0: yeah. yeah. we got to do a live show in South Dakota. Now. We got to hit it. that town. I hope it. there's people in South Dakota. Packers listening. baby. <laughs> I wonder if there is. I hope to God there is. Yeah. Go Jack. Oh. Send
2: us a picture of a hot dog if you are a listener. If, if you're a listener
0: in South ja- South Dakota, <laughs> <laughs> send us a picture of a hot dog. It's that simple. <laughs> Dog. Uh guys, I think it's time to dive in. Shall oh, yeah. we get to it? Alright. time all right. Come on,
3: let's go. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. Head my, head. I go my feet. Oh.
0: You don't know this? Nope. Hand out. You don't gotta learn. learn this. The river's, the river's deep. The river's, the river's wide. wide. The, river's the river's wide. wide. I'm gonna hide. So I'm swim. Gonna I'm swim. diving in.
2: in. I got it. Woo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that woo at the end. <laughs> <laughs> left. Behind. left behind the movie left behind calling the movie Ugh. okay what is everyone's uh what was your experience with left behind what's your
1: do you have any nostalgic uh, attachment to it at all i tried so uh my mom bought the first book mm-hmm. and we both tried to read it and we got like 50 pages in <laughs> and we were like no <laughs> really yeah she was just like it's so poorly written and oh, like yeah like my mom has, like my mom has taste. Like her, she has taste right. in her Christian culture. Like, yes. she doesn't just listen to anything. Mm-hmm. And left behind was just not for her. She was yeah. like, oh, this is not my mom very like, my mom like loved Frank Peretti, who's a very popular Christian yes. author. who I, know I think Frank is actually, Peretti. yeah, he's
2: like the a Hangman's Curse. Did yeah, you write that one? He's yeah, he's
1: kind of the Stephen King of Christian culture. <laughs> and like Stephen King. this present, Yeah, it's kind of
2: like horror, like yeah. sort of scary, but it's actually it's just a demons. spiritual. Yeah. Thing. It's always a demon. Well,
0: and I forget. If it was Lahey or Jenkins, but whoever's idea was first, they asked Peretti to co-write with them, and he said no. Oh yeah. no way! Yeah, <laughs> so he turned them down. I know that for sure. So
2: you got fifty pages in, said, said no, no, yeah. thank you.
1: This is this is very. Did you bad. try that
2: for all sixteen books though? Just in no, case.
1: but completely <laughs> coincidentally, <laughs> completely coincidentally, about a month ago, I read the plot summaries of all sixteen on Wikipedia because no, I was like, how did they get sixteen books out 16. of this? And uh the last one is set. This is a spoiler for everybody. So skip ahead if you don't want to. Oh, be hit that 15 second button. <laughs> yeah. Uh the last one is set after the second coming of Christ and it's like a murder mystery. <laughs> what? It's set in like the 1000 years after Christ. Like returned. how
2: could you even get murdered in this? And it's time? about
1: trying to save people, like trying to like get salvation for the people who don't believe in Christ even though he's literally sitting right there like <laughs> It sounds, it sounds so too complicated. Oh my gosh. Only
2: Christians would still be like, we still got to get
0: <laughs> some souls so in. Like, host Jesus. So the last book came out in 2007? Something like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. If it starting- was double publishing at one point, right? Because it's. Six- two a year. books in 12 years, right?
0: Yeah, that would make sense if it was mm, like
2: That's a crazy pace.
0: LaHaye and Jenkins, George R R, R. Martin, they are not.
1: <laughs> well, I think it I think it was they had this 12 book series <laughs> mm-hmm. which was left behind and then they were like we got to do the prequel. We got to do the oh, book right. that says about what happened after everybody was taken up into the air so there's a book about what they do for the seven years while they're in heaven uh, and then they did some sequels oh yeah. all I naked. need to read
2: that I feel yeah. like that would be actually a, like a delightful portion of well
0: the- and here's the thing it's like it's tough because I guess in an ideal perfect world where we all have all the time in the world it's like read this book and then we'll talk about it like do a book club on a podcast and I know there oh are some gosh. podcasts where they read books and we talk just did about that for it.
2: 16 episodes I couldn't I would die and <laughs>
0: I would never out. speak to you again or do this podcast Podcast get like it's too much. There's so much here. So, yeah, in the case of Lahey and Jenkins, it uh, guys like researching these men. How, how, how deep into the research did you get? Like I know a, you got pretty deep. Uh,
1: I know a bit, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Well, can we do a quick, I just want to do a quick, like, um, brush up on what these guys think the end times timeline is because that'll probably be helpful, sure, in knowing that. Um, so the study of the end times is called eschatology, and then there are yeah, there's uh, some
0: God's planning. All right, some,
2: yeah, this is some heavy God's planning. And then there, these guys are called dispensationalists, and dispensationalists. There's a lot of like different variations on this, but basically...
0: <laughs> a lot of cool different flavors <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, choose uh,
2: where you want to be tortured. So, woo. what happens is, in the book of Revelation, uh, they describe kind of this apocalypse time. So, we're in just sort of our normal time, right? We're in the normal, like, human age, post-Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then um, they believe that one day, suddenly, like a thief in the night, quote-unquote, all the Christians just get raptured up, which means we just zap straight up to heaven.
0: Which the word rapture didn't appear in the Bible until right. The,
2: it's until just like, like... the 1800s. Yeah, the Bible's just like the they're the just taken up or something. Yeah. Okay, and so then after all the Christians are raptured, everyone is left behind... <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, wow. I just said it without even trying. Oh, wait, oh you weren't trying <laughs> I wasn't to- even trying. So everyone See, it just left happens. behind.
0: It's a perfect title. And
2: then they're kind of at a loss of like, what happened? And then. Yeah, they're all Fred Willard. <laughs> slow, And that covers seven years. And then that seven years, the Antichrist is slowly rising to power. Okay? And the Antichrist is the worst guy. And he's called Abomination. He's various things. Did okay? you
0: say Obamination? Obama.
2: Yeah, and that wasn't a mistake. Oh, shit. <laughs> Caroline.
0: Caroline had a very different reaction to the last election, Todd. Okay, uh, and I opposite should up to you.
2: brush up a little more because I'm getting a little fuzzy here. So, and then at the end of the seven years, Jesus comes again.
0: And according to these books, he, like, speaks and bodies are torn apart. Yeah, yeah like,
2: it's, it's super, super violent. it's extremely violent. There's a lot of blood. There is, like, a lot of death. Oh, and there's a lot of death in this seven-year period. So, a lot of Christians hope we get raptured before the seven-year period, and some Christians think we don't because they think we deserve it.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> so,
2: and then, um, so then Jesus comes the second time, and he's like, bitches, I'm back. He comes on a white horse GCF with trumpets, translation. Um, and then, and then uh, the earth is basically just, like, wiped clean. Like, it's just done. Okay? And then heaven meets earth, and they're united, and then- In an
0: unforeseen kiss? Yeah, the sloppy sloppy wet wet one if you want to. Listen, okay. Oh,
2: God. And then then there's a millennium of basically just peace. And then everyone's living on earth and Jesus is here too. I'm probably getting this a little wrong. (laughs) And then... And then after the millennium, I forget what happens. And, and then it starts back.
1: all over again. He does come back. Satan comes back and then Jesus Thank meets you. him again. And then Jesus throws him in a pit.
2: Yeah. And then, or no, and he, throws, then, then he throws
1: him in the lake of oh, fire. Oh,
2: and then like, there's no sin. Everyone's good. We're all in just like happy world, basically like like Eden before, you know, the fall of man or whatever. Uh,
0: no, thanks.
2: So that's what we are looking at. And that's a very specific interpretation of how this goes down. Not everyone believes that. Not everyone even believes there's an antichrist or a rapture or any of these things. Okay. But that's what Tim yeah, LaHaye this and is, this
0: guy. Think. This is a take, and I don't even know. I literally can't tell because obviously these books did well, but and there was a, a shit ton of like in times novels before the Left Behind books came out. In times movies, even like a Thief yeah, like in the seventies, and yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, but but I can't, I literally can't tell anymore what the like the mainstream majority take on end times is. I know this is the mainstream majority take on what sold the most books. But as far as a literal interpretation of yeah. the Bible, because the more you get into this stuff and actually like hearing you say it out loud in not over sixteen books, it sounds like fringe. It sounds like like Hell House-y and fringe of like.
3: I don't think is, it's fringe. Are we down for I,
2: this? I don't think it's fringe because I learned this at my Christian school. Like This was kind of like everyone sort of agreed this was maybe really? how it's going to go down. Yeah, with like a little debate.
0: But that was in the middle of the books coming out. We didn't know how it was going to end. <laughs> but
2: I think that, to to prove a point, I think that's the effect that this, these books had. Like it somehow maybe cemented this into the mainstream. Wild. Would you say that would th- be your experience at I, all?
1: I think so. Like the idea that Jesus is coming back is pretty like pretty much every denomination believes yeah. Jesus will come back at some point. Yeah. But like all this other stuff is like a lot of people think the book of revelation is written about things that were happening to Christians right then mm-hmm. when they were like yeah. being persecuted. It was like coded language. Yeah. To talk it was about just like a
2: metaphor, or like yeah. poetry about the the age we're in basically. And like, this is never coming soon. So
0: yeah. 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 So revelation, there's like, a, <laughs> there's a lot of insane, like Lynchian, Terrence Malik shit <laughs> in there and some of it it just depends on like crazy th- antichrist time yeah crazy <laughs> antichrist time and and it totally depends on Leah and jenkins are like some of it's poetry some of it's literal and they just kind of cherry pick which of those is yeah true. and they
2: got kind of criticized for doing that
0: well and i think for me just for me personally
2: what is it for you
0: here's how it goes down guys <laughs> So, Jesus comes out in a 1966 Kevin, Camaro, <laughs> and he says, I'm proud of you, son. I don't love Kyle more than you. I love you both equally. I'm <laughs> like, Kyle, <laughs> yeah, your older brother. Your brother. It's like, he died 25 years ago, and I'm the king of heaven now. <laughs> anyway. Kevin is the king? That's one take. No, mm-hmm. but this, I I don't know, and and I think, too, it should be informed. We'll get into the movie in a second, but, like, Tim LaHaye in particular, it can't be overstated. Uh I mean he is uh, I don't know how to say it other than I don't think he's a great guy.
2: Well he's an extremely influential figure which I didn't realize. Like until one I was, of was the- like reading into him like he's a huge he has all these think tanks for like politics and he's founded a Christian college and like has been the spiritual advisor like George W Bush and a lot of stuff so like he he has really built a lot, and his wife too also started. The, and Huckabee,
0: like, he spiritually advised Huckabee. Yeah, too. that's
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> and and I was reading a lot too about how the end times. This is a whole other topic too, but how it has really changed how even conservatives do their politics, like thinking that we're coming to the end of the world, or that Israel needs yeah. to be protected at all costs or all these kind of things, and like it's literally changed our political landscape, this idea.
1: Well, you don't need to believe in climate change if you think it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, like, well, like, it's all gonna
1: go burn anyway. If you think Jesus is gonna come in and do a Sim Earth reset and be like, let's do <laughs> different climate. Sim
2: Earth. Yeah, it's like, mm, I'm just gonna ride this out.
0: Which is so funny, because it is sort of like the fatal. Well, criminals are gonna get the guns anyway, sort of thinking. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. To do. And Leah in particular, he he wrote a book in the seventies called Well, it was first called The Unhappy Gays and it was retitled What Everyone Should Know About Homosexuality And it is hateful. It is insane hate rhetoric yeah. about how homosexual homosexuals are predators and they're all promiscuous mm-hmm. and they're all this and that. And Vile. like, he's a hateful yeah. guy. Like, or at least that is a hateful, in my view, yeah. a hateful text. His wife runs this, what's the name of her organization? It was It's
2: like the Coalition of Concerned Women for America or something oh, yeah.
0: like mm-hmm. that. Which is yeah. innuendo for feminist sucks, stay home and support your husband. Maybe. Or us. Listen, Maybe. I know. I'm they, painting with broad brushes I know, here. Yeah and and again it's not like i mean we could all be wrong they could be completely right about <laughs> the tribulation it's coming Oh, I'm not even saying, I'm just saying, like, he, all I know for sure is, like, LaHaye was one of the primary guys that said, hey, Jerry Falwell, you should get more political. Like, yeah. like yeah. the quote aside that you read at the beginning in the intro, he was, like, his right-hand man in a oh, lot of ways. interesting. And so, the Christian right, Tim LaHaye, was was instrumental in creating yeah. in the 1980s.
2: Jerry Falwell, he's the president of Liberty University,
0: right? He, well, yeah, his son is now, he died. Oh, couple years back.
2: I not Okay. His
0: son has carried on his legacy, pretty much how I imagine he would have done it, were he's still alive. Yeah. Like, you know, aligning with Steve Bannon and Trumpism and all this right. stuff. Yeah, so so those are the guys. And then Jerry B.
1: Jenkins is some dude. <laughs> the boys. <laughs>
2: Jerry B. Jenkins was a sports writer. Oh, cool. Did you
3: read that? I, yeah, I th- yeah.
1: I believe they... So Buck Williams and <laughs> Rayford Steele, the heroes of Left Behind... <laughs> Uh, are the essentially the authors self-insertion avatars? Buck Williams is no way. Jerry B. Jenkins, and Rayford Steele is supposed to be uh, <laughs> Tim LaHaye, yeah, who like sees himself you... as a gorgeous airplane yeah, pilot, like
2: <laughs> super hot, and like making big changes. Yeah. Ooh, I, Not
0: to show my cards despair. too too <laughs> too quick, but it does just feel like dad action wish fulfillment. Yeah. It is like four dads <laughs> by dads. Four watching, dads. Watching the movie, I was like, who's this for if not like a 45-year-old guy in his cargo shorts oh my gosh. on a week and being like, yeah, Flirting maybe. Flirting with
2: a flight attendant, he getting him? mad poon, <laughs> reconnecting
0: with his kids. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels... For it just feels
1: like it's for fathers, and he's got his wife out of there, so that guys can really just be <laughs>
0: exactly intimate. Really Rapture out. the old lady yeah. out, just like. Have can we th- talk about the names that
2: they created, real <laughs> quick? Please, um, let me list the names for you: Buck Williams, <laughs> Rayford Steele, Bruce Barnes, Heim Rosenzweig. <laughs> guess what character he plays <laughs> Dirk Burton and Ivy Gold
1: you know what I think I believe Dirk Burton was created for the film and I am 100% sure that his name was Dick Burton <laughs> and then they were like you mean like Richard somebody like who was working like low level craft services or whatever I was like you mean like Richard Burton they were like oh boy we better do something oh, wow. so how about well, and you Dirk have,
2: Burton you can't have Dick in a Christian yeah, movie exactly. either
0: <laughs> not <Burton>. yet <laughs> Caroline and I have an announcement we after the show. We are
3: working
0: on a Well, Dirk Dirk Burton actually started in the rural juror. Dirk Burton. He did. No, that's true. You guys are laughing. He really started in the rural juror. I just
2: can't. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> so I guess, yeah, we can start talking about the movie. The movie only covers, which by the way, again, on the know of the creators, they made this movie. They made Tribulation Force Left Mine 2, and then they made another one where Lou Gossett Jr. is the president. And then LaHaye and Jenkins sued Cloud 10. That's right. And said, you know what? You screwed up our vision. These movies suck. Yeah, and it they should like, be remade. Really
2: resented these movies; <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they thought they were like cheaply made and not their.
0: You did not do their justice. Be- their beautiful
2: writing to our was
0: masterwork. That that's what it feels like. So, so then that's why they remade it again in 2014, which <laughs> uh, with Nicholas Cage and Chad Michael Mudface and the Buck Williams yeah. role, and it got panned and it made no money. But they're like, it's we rated love this worse
2: one. than this movie. On yeah, on RT,
0: shocking. That's yeah, amazing. I know. Oh gosh! So this movie begins with an opening monologue from Kirk. How do you describe both a beginning and an end? He's he's down a well right now. We should have known better. <laughs> there's a didn't. lot
2: of people down there all humming.
0: It starts in space. You see the Earth. What does it matter what we think we know? In the end, there's no denying the truth. Uh, let's take that again, more general. Denying what we know, there's more truth to the... Does it's anyone like have, like,
2: less gravitas in their voice than <laughs> Kirk Cameron? <laughs> like, opening up Maybe a me, space I don't shot. know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted it to pan out, and he was, like, on a space shuttle. How like, do you begin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this movie...
2: Yeah, it opens up, uh, and then they're in the Middle East, and you know that.
0: Because they're in the
3: wheat fields? Because they
2: play that Middle Eastern flute music that... (laughs) Wait, play it real quick.
3: War will continue until the the end. Desolations have been decreed. You will confirm a covenant with many for seven years. Seven years.
2: There it is. Now tell me if that doesn't sound like George Bluth's caged wisdom Oh, totally.
0: I think it's the same. It's the Sabbath. It's Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. I think vaguely
2: spiritual music. I used to
0: work for a composer and uh, I believe that instrument is called a duduk. That sounds right. A duduk. Yeah. It's like super weird, and when the guy plays it, and I remember the guy that we used to work with was like a virtuoso, he could play literally any woodwind, any flute, anything, and like, it's such a weird, like, tonguing of the instrument you have to uh-huh. do, it looks like you're making out with it, slash kind of <laughs> violating it, it's so weird, but it makes that sound, and so that's why I, that's why I relate to What did you guys think of the music overall in this movie?
2: Oh my god There was a lot of it There was a lot of it It was extremely distracting And bad I'd say bad
0: I thought it was well produced In that It was the London Symphony Orchestra Oh and it was- I'm
2: I'm talking about When they just needle dropped Like Christian songs Oh that Mid
0: scene <laughs> Well there's shit like Like Rayford Steele, not a Christian, he hates his family, Mm -hmm. he hates his kids, he hates his wife, everything's stupid, (laughs) but he's still gonna shave to some Christian music in the morning, like he still has
1: (laughs) some Christian rock playing, like Duncan, whatever, in the morning. What did
2: you notice about the music?
1: (laughs) Uh, It was, like I said, there was a lot of it, and like it it reminded me sort of the movie's overall approach to everything which mm-hmm. was to constantly be telling you what you should be thinking and feeling <laughs> yes. but in the clumsiest way as possible <laughs> this is not a well made movie it's not, <laughs> it not well made yeah, like in the
2: redemption scene with this yeah. kid the song is like I'm coming back to <laughs> you <laughs> 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 something like that
0: oh uh, yeah or like the end credit song
2: <laughs> jump five is that you?
0: is that what it sounds like?
2: it's <laughs> <to> me yeah <laughs>
0: Streets back, back. alright. Here come I the man in you black, black. You know. Yeah, this is just the sound, I guess. Right,
2: I haven't even yeah. listened
0: to this yet. Oh, baby, baby. Are there lyrics? <laughs> Eventually. Is it coming? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip ahead. Oh dear God. <laughs>
1: listen to this? I didn't either. I clearly should have. No!
3: Why did I not listen to this? This is an
0: on-air discovery for all of us. You told me to pull this. I thought you listened to it.
2: I just, I just, not, oh my gosh, I just read the intro and Thought Jump 5. I didn't realize this was a backstreet version of a revelation song
0: by the end times. Oh, boy. So, I think the budget for this movie was $4 million. They did a weird thing with it where they released it on video first. Yes. And then they put it in theaters. Yeah. And, and I, they, think,
2: I think- they included movie tickets with your video purchase yeah. sometimes. There's yeah. like
0: a lot of weird financial Very things weird it. Very weird marketing. It didn't make that much money. It made like a little bit more than the budget, which means it probably lost some money. But I remember it did come on the heels of another uh, Christian movie similarly themed called The Omega Code. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It came out in 99 with- um. Michael York plays the Antichrist in it. Yeah. Uh oh, I who some people similar. will remember as Paris Geller's professor on Gilmore Girls. I don't remember that. I remember that. No one that. remembers that. I think a lot of people might remember <laughs> no, that's Asher nice.
2: Fleming from Hank, hey, anyway, we know you're here.
0: So so that was all part of the, <laughs> the reason like I think Lahaine Jenkins sued. They're like, you screwed up the finances of it. Oh it you didn't gosh. make enough money. Blah blah blah. Like the suit is so weird to say like you, you screwed up. And to
2: wait till the third movie, too, yeah. to do it is a weird choice. They're yeah. right
1: that it's a cheaply made movie. They're, like they're not
2: wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> that, well, that being said, I still
0: thought it was maybe, and it's hard when you watch these things like out of a vacuum and you don't remember like other stuff from the time, but it felt like on par with a maybe a made for TV like oh, yeah. CBS Saturday yes, night movie. Yes, very much so. Or like a Walker Texas Ranger thing.
2: Well, yeah, like a soap opera almost.
0: Well, mm-hmm. maybe not quite soap opera because it's not like
1: that cheap. You're right. I'm stupid. Stuff.
0: No, you're not stupid. I was just, <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I
1: was just clarifying. The, the, the Christian film industry really wants a crossover hit. Like it really wants a movie that it. I mean, it had Passion of the Christ, obviously, like yes. that was, but that was uh, independently financed. It had nothing to do with the Christian film industry as it is. Left Behind should have been its Harry Potter. Like a well-made Left Behind movie right. would have made a hundred million dollars.
0: Well, and I do feel like. I I feel like that's true. Like there's a way you could, and I think they did try to like soften some of the more evangelical aspects of it. Yeah. But then it just kind of got muddled because it wasn't specific enough. And it's so specific what the book is about. And like seven years, and there's an antichrist, and there's blah 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 blah. Yeah.
2: Well, and the book was had a lot more action too, and was supposed to yeah. be kind of this thrilling thing. And this movie is.
0: Not thrilling. Hey, like, there was, was an explosion behind a camel at one point. There was an
2: explosion <laughs> on like a control screen in a car. That was cool.
1: <laughs> the, the book, like the book, starts in five pages. The rapture mm-hmm. has happened. Here we have like an hour. It's not an there hour. There was so much yeah. time. Yeah, I yeah. Felt when like I an hour,
2: I like hour. paused the movie to go to the bathroom or something, and I realized like, oh, this movie is almost over, and almost nothing has happened. Like I thought we were gonna get to see some violence, like get to see the Antichrist really get going.
3: Yeah. But it like
2: ends with the, I'm jumping ahead, but it ends with the Antichrist like showing his little character turn into a bad guy and then it's over.
1: It's structured like a TV pilot. Like it's not structured like a movie at all. Yeah,
2: it is. It felt like all intro, and nothing to it. Like an extended
3: pilot.
1: Like the first half hour is like (laughs) Like the the first half hour is like the first half hour of Independence Day. Mm -hmm. You can see a world where these different characters, and you know they're on the verge of the disaster happening. Right. Like where they kind of have their own interesting storylines, and then the disaster happens, and they all come together, and then you know they do something after that. And like that movie probably could have sold well, but it also I also probably would have had to have engaged in like all these characters are non Christians at the start because they all have to be left behind. Right. So like they need to be like I don't know drinking a drinking or you know <laughs> or say casually swearing or like things that you can't do in a Christian movie. So right. weirdly it's like a failure of nerve.
2: That's always <laughs> the problem with these Christian movies is they they want to have like you know bad non Christian people, but the baddest they can get is like. Lightly alluding to sex, you yeah. know, or like Ray kind almost of, kissed, kind of mean, you yeah. know, but no, nothing like really overtly You're mean like, because shut up. you need to still God. root yeah, for them. You can't, yeah,
1: you can't really. So, yeah, they the do any of these
2: kind of like clipped winged
0: bad people. Like Ray
1: once shook Hattie's hand and held her hand just like a yeah. second too long. Yeah. yeah, well,
0: there is a shot where they almost kiss, yeah. And I was oh, right, I was concerned about that because as we discussed in Fireproof, <laughs> Kirk and Chelsea have, a, have, have an arrangement, not. Like anyone kissing <laughs> the other, except for
1: each other, <laughs> yeah.
0: so I was I,
1: watching for that. I was watching for
0: I that. W- and they do oh, cut yeah. away before they make yeah. contact. Yeah, come on, And it's like you want to see them kiss you so bad, them kiss on but mouths. they never do. And I agree with you. It should have been, I feel like the world is interesting. Like the world in which a rapture occurs is interesting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, so much of what I thought during this movie was, Oh, I wish there was something great that happened in this world, and it's like, oh yeah, it did, and it was the leftovers on HBO. Yeah, that's yeah. the interesting version. Nate of Left brought that Behind. up too.
2: Like this, that was a better version, and the stakes are high, and you feel like the actual terror. Whereas in this, when the rapture happens, people are either like buck wild, hysterical, buck. Or your buck And don't seem to care very much like, well, the, pro-
1: the problem with The thing that the leftovers did That got around the problem With the rapture narrative Is if the rapture happened right now mm-hmm. We would know it was the rapture Like if just the Christians went Yes like, We would figure that out so fast And in Left Behind Nobody knows Like they had like They're like Where are we going to find something They find it in this ancient secret book Called the Bible hmm. Which like has the mis- The answers to the mysteries That yes. they just had never thought of
2: No they found it Because because One of the pastors filmed a left behind T. D. Jakes. video T. D. Jakes just in did. case the rapture <laughs> happens. Yeah, which got me thinking, does every pastor have an end times video that they've hidden in their church? I think just I think in case, the answer
1: is yes. Sidebar, my, my family had the uh, little like letters, not videos, but like no letters way. that were like, Here's where we've gone. Are you <gasps> kidding me? For people who would go through our stuff. No, yeah. you didn't. Mm-hmm. So we did really. Yeah. And my Do you mom, still like, have yours? I have no idea. Like like I'm sure they still have it. Like my mom just mentioned it very nonchalantly <laughs> to me one time. She was like, Oh yeah, Rapchelor, right we got yeah. all You know, we have yeah, a yeah.
2: will, we have
1: It's like, like it's like it's like a letter saying you're probably very concerned, but we're very happy we're in heaven and here are some tracts Aww. you can read about like That's
2: kinda sweet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but, but you were saying the Leftovers got around that problem by having it just be oh, I'm sorry. a the lot of different Yeah,
1: The people. Leftovers, everybody's random. So, like, a major plot point of that is, like, the one major Christian character is, like, it shatters his belief system mm-hmm. because oh, it just happened randomly. Because he and thought like, it would, he would be in it. Does Christianity matter if the rapture happens? And, like, it just takes people at random.
0: I mean, And it is, like, gosh, of all the, like, meditations and things on faith I've seen in the last... Really, like five or six years, I do feel like even though the first season is kind of dour and kind of a dragon parts, Leftovers is an insanely beautiful profound interesting very funny in part statement on faith and what Hmm. all that stuff means so i've I've said before on this show but i really can't recommend that show enough (laughs) especially like as a chaser to having to engage with (laughs) any left behind like go watch the leftovers get through that first season (laughs) it's a really really great show and you don't have lines in the leftovers like people describing buck i would have
4: filmed hiroshima from ground zero if you've
0: That's our book. That's our book.
2: (laughs) That's our book. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loves GNN journalist Buck
0: Williams. GNN, Global News Network.
2: Yeah. It cracks me up how, in all these Christian movies, they try to make Kirk Cameron into this, like, kind of hotshot
3: action boy, like,
0: (laughs)
2: kind of in the mix. I mean,
0: but he is the closest thing that Christian media, uh, Christian movies and stuff have to, like, a leading man. Archetype, because the other would be Stephen Baldwin, and he's not really
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> In Kirk, terms
0: of like celebrity, right?
2: Because Kirk had that whole run on Growing Pains.
0: Mm-hmm, he was on the GP, right? But he, here's a question I have. Here's a true question. Would have
2: filmed Hiroshima on the ground from the?
0: I don't think he would have. I would think he would have gotten <laughs> he out of been there. Dead. But here's here's a question I have.
3: Uh, 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 take this.
0: This on the plane. Ma'am.
3: I think he's gone off naked. <laughs>
0: And Buck looks down; a pile of his clothes are there. Why would they play Christmas chimes? <laughs> I think it's magical <laughs> that he disappeared. Is everyone in heaven naked? Yes or no?
1: They uh, mm-hmm. go up in robes. They are clothed now in heavenly robes.
0: Okay, so they That's get a real. robe. That's the left on the way behind there.
1: mythology. Is that yeah. is that real? That there's robes? Yeah, they, they, you know They're you need
2: sh- Yeah, when you like step out of a spa, they kind wrap you in A couple angels just. Got- <laughs> Yeah. Got to cover this guy Good up. Grief. Um grief. So, the rapture in Left Behind, mm-hmm. what that looks like is um, no one's looking at these people when they disappear, right. I guess. They're well, all kind of that. like just carrying on, and we see this on the airplane first, and then they look down, and there's just a pile of clothes left behind.
1: And that is in, I will say this, in the book... That is what got me to page fifty instead of page fifteen. That is a really interesting, eerie image. Totally eerie. Of, like just a pile of clothes. The movie completely farts <laughs> in the face it of that idea. It. That's yeah.
2: exactly a good way to put it.
1: Like it's like well, less jingle bells, y'all. The way the <laughs> director chimes? who I tried to look up, uh he hasn't done it. Who's erased his name else. from the internet after uh, he what he's, he's, he's done. Uh, the director, Vic Sarin, uh the way that he films it is. You don't like you don't even get like really an insert shot of the clothes. It's just like they're kind of there off in the corner. Yeah. And then the you know, you kind of are your attention is directed to it. And like, I don't know, if I was making this movie, like all it would be would just be like a bunch of empty plane seats with like clothes <laughs> in them. Like yeah. you'd let that moment sink in and instead it's yeah, Christmas chimes.
2: <laughs> Why Christmas chimes? It, because I'm- it's a bad thing. Like then immediately people are in car crashes and people are panicking and they've lost oh, all the kids are gone and yeah so
0: this bring i mean, kids get
2: to make it and so now the entire movie i'm wondering like what's the cutoff age for these kids like are all the 13 year olds left behind
0: well there's a god's playing thing there's a term for this i heard a bunch growing oh, yeah. up because i had these questions too like like are babies who die or young children who die do they go to hell yeah. They're like, no, because it's not the age of accountability. The yeah. age of accountability is a term I heard a lot. Okay, right. Mm. Where it's like, if you're this age, then you know right from wrong... And you can make decisions. And
2: now you get to go to hell if you die suddenly. <laughs> basically. It's
0: an insane like and I think there is that like
2: some obscure verse, I think, where like King David has lost a baby or something, and he mentions, like, but I'll see it in paradise. Yeah. And so that would yeah, be like, oh, Yeah, it's with that's the why father why now. Kids get to make it.
0: But again, it's one of those things like you take one verse and it's like, This is all true, because this is all all this eschatology, predispensational or blah blah blah, whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's like you have to fill in so many gaps and place so many like puzzle games um, to dogs to, dogs are left dogs behind don't make it Come on man and you don't even like dogs i know and i got felt so sad, sad every dogs. time i saw a dog on an empty leash or the hamster left in its cage. all dogs go to hell all hamsters go to hell it's a bad situation so sad
1: yeah so that bummed me out it doesn't feel like it takes place in any sort of real world like this if, movie if yeah if, yeah can
2: you break that down like why does this feel like hollow
1: Some of it is just well, I can I can be very film critic about it. Please do. Some of it is just that it is shot in the least interesting camera angles ever. (laughs) Like, say, there's a scene between two people who are talking. It cuts to one of their faces in like mid close up, then the other face in mid close up. It always cuts on the dialogue. You never like have a moment where you, you know, see over the shoulder or something. Like the Uh the setups are very staid and prosaic. And like the reason it feels like a TV show is because that's how TV shows are often filmed. Because they have to go so quickly they just do shot reverse shot You don't have space
2: just to like what like observe something. Yeah. Okay.
1: And there is
0: um, you know, (laughs) there (laughs) there's three scenes in this in which men slide down and cry on the floor. (laughs) I noticed (laughs) that. One of them, Ray <laughs> Ray gets saved and he opens up Genesis and starts reading. Oh my gosh, in the beginning. It's like me at
2: quiet time just flipping randomly through the Bible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this
3: seems a good start.
0: But after he gets saved, he starts reconnecting with his rebellious daughter, Chloe, and there is a scene where it did feel like there was a bunch of scenes in a row where I think they just did one take. They're like, Yeah, we gotta move on. And in particular, <laughs> <laughs> in particular with this scene, I think the actress, whoever she is, comes in too early on a line and then restarts again. No, but they didn't use an alternate take. So listen to it here. If I could just take the clock and turn it me? back a few minutes a day, I would. Are you telling me that they're dead?
2: Oh my gosh! That they're not coming back. Uh, they're not. Yeah, I did don't don't notice <laughs> that. This
0: is not a Robert Altmanian sort of like homage to conversation and overlap and parenthood or something like that. It, it feels like it
3: was just we got it. A flub.
1: If, if there's two things I know about Tim O'Hay, it's that he is a terrible person, but also he's a huge fan of Robert Altman's work in the 70s. Uh,
3: <laughs> Nashville
1: was formative on this piece. Um, <laughs> um,
2: do you want to talk about Oh, by the way, um so what's the dad's name?
0: Oh, Rayford Steele.
2: Rayford
3: Steele. Rayford Steele, Steele. is an
2: airline pilot. And he's the one flying the airplane when all the people get raptured on it. Mm-hmm. And he's the one having this affair with the flight attendant, although it seems they just kind of like talked to each other in the galley. <laughs> I think they touched butts
0: once. And Maybe. that was the But it was extent. an accident. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Anyway, so he has his full 180 and becomes a Christian very quickly after watching the pastor video. Yeah, it and only takes like one totally or two videos for everybody. Bought in. Yeah, yeah. Same with Kirk, too. Kirk has his revelation moment in a public bathroom. This is
0: the second movie we've watched on this show in which Kirk Cameron gets saved.
2: Yeah. Oh, and I was thinking as it happened, like Kirk Cameron loves playing a guy that gets saved. Like he just really like revels in it, you know? Just like, you I was thinking the other day. just like, what it's if Kurt Cameron all, got saved? That's all true.
0: Well, I watched this and I was like, I think I think a certain juggernaut film franchise might have ripped this scene off. It's
3: true. It's true. <laughs> all of it. All of it's true.
0: <laughs> that was Han Solo on The Force Awakens. Oh my gosh, <laughs> never Yeah.
1: That was LaRue, the song <laughs> playing at
3: the end. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just, true,
1: all over it. Uh, this is really a movie about how how much nicer it would be if you didn't have to have faith. If like everything that happened you could be like, oh, and this is going to happen next. And then Buck Williams, skeptical yeah. journalist, would be like, it's just like the Christians said. Like, <laughs> yeah. all, all all, end time stories, all post-apocalyptic stories are kind of like, I told you so. Like, whether it's we have too many nuclear weapons, we're treating the earth poorly, etc. There are so few that are, like, actually try to grapple with what it would be like if everybody died. Yeah. And this movie is, I told you so, for Christians.
2: It's a very wishful thinking, like, yeah. fulfillment for yeah. all the Christians. See,
0: like, and
1: yeah, everyone's Gonna ruin
2: the day. That that's they what it feels didn't. like. It feels
0: like a big na-na-na-na.
2: Did you guys notice that it's kind of funny that they paint a, a social justice warrior as the antichrist?
0: I mean, so that's the political part of yes. Lehay that does come through in the movie, where it's totally. like everything. Every time they talk about. The UN. Oh, I bet you could get a job at the UN. It's like the Empire in Star Wars. Like it is. The UN. Yeah, the is UN is evil. like the hub of
2: the bad stuff, and that's where Nikolai comes out. Of, Nikolai comes out of and. He His character in the beginning is literally just trying to feed the hungry.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: But then it becomes like, oh, he's a globalist.
0: Yeah, globalism mm-hmm. is literally the worst thing possible <laughs> you could do, yeah. in this movie. And it's, you know, I, I will say, I think he's doing great work on Silicon Valley now. <laughs> he looks exactly like Zach Woods.
2: Wait, Nikolai
0: does? I think so. He's
2: blonde and
0: I think in the face he looks like Zach Woods. I
2: guess I could see that. He does kind Listeners, of like back me eye. up, y'all. <laughs>
0: Come back him up. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, I, it, it, the UN is evil. Globalism is evil. Like, oh, we're getting yeah. closer to global currency. So that's part of like the political vision, which then used to be the case. I was reading. Ironically, the book is called Rapture Ready, even though that's not the main focus of it. But it's that book that's yeah. that I've referenced so many times on this show. But it's uh-huh. really helpful because it talked about a parallel between A Thief in the Night, that movie from the 70s that freaked people out. Mm. That was about the rapture in this movie. In A Thief in the Night, it is truly kind of like a horror movie, and especially yeah. the way it's shot. But the the horror comes out of like compassion and empathy for the characters. Like Oh, shit, your life disappears, your family's gone, your friends are gone. Mm-hmm. This is like, okay, so what are the political maneuvers here? What's like, how do we need to do America? How do we need to do, like, take care of the nations? Peace in the Middle East, pff, like, poo-pooing <laughs> all over that. Yeah. So it is weird, the kind of shift that mainstream evangelical Christianity saw in in that time from the 60s and 70s huh. to 90, 80s, 90s, 2000s, where it was, instead stuff like personal, yeah. family. Like,
2: as an individual, how would this affect people more of, like, how would this be, like, fit into the p- political problems we're having now? Yeah, now yeah. it's
0: like, don't you want George W. Bush, a Christian man, to be your president? Like, it is right. more yeah. interesting, uh, tactical and strategic than it was, you know, even, even not that long ago in the 60s and 70s. It mm-hmm. feels like, like, it's, there's a parallel to draw. It's
1: really the shift from... And I'm going to draw on another book that I I think you should read called um, The End of White Christian America, which is a terrific nonfiction book. It's really the shift from mainline Protestantism, which was not like super progressive, but was like probably like center left in terms of American political movements to evangelicalism as like the major driving force of the Christian church and evangelicalism was super political, super conservative. Yeah, because it was super
2: like reactionary yeah. to everything that was going on like in the 60s and, and the 70s. It,
1: it was, yeah, like there's a the moment. Jesus people. And- yeah. There's a moment in the third, I think, Thief in the Night movie that's genuinely terrifying where like a woman is about to have her head chopped off. So, she recants her faith in Christ and is like, I will join the beast And then there's an accident and an earthquake and the guillotine chops her head off anyway. And you're like, oh, so now she's going to hell. It's like- Yeah oh, wow. Are these grindhouse
2: movies oh, Basically Yeah
1: basically They're super low budget That's really interesting wow. yeah, And it's
2: done from like A Christian point of view yeah. Or is it just like What if we took the story it And made it a...
1: Some random Wannabe filmmaker Pastor from Des Moines Just started making these movies
2: kind of Like a better movie They're kind
1: of hardcore <laughs> yeah. yeah, They were the fireproofs Of their time though, yeah. <laughs> For sure
2: Don't insult them
0: Could you guys uh, Just feel the chemistry Between the two People married in real life
3: Wait, wake my passengers And you'll be serving them coffee
1: Sorry. No, I've been a little anti this flight.
3: So, how's my favorite flight attendant? It's okay, That's... Buck. I can always tell when you're working on a big story. <laughs> buck, the screen is buck. burning up.
0: <laughs> it's crackling.
2: Thank you again for making those phone
3: calls. I got the job. You did? Great, congratulations. It's going to be a big change. Oh, you're going to knock them dead. I can't wait.
0: You know, the UN's no picnic, especially right now. It sounds like the table read, first of all. <laughs> well, the UN's no picnic, especially now.
2: You know, and they really encourage all the college students, like, if you really want to get to the UN, you've got to start at the flight attendant level. <laughs>
1: It is a direct, and then pass. it's a straight shot. it's a there. straight shot, baby. She's
2: like in the main council room meeting going on later.
1: It's a good thing the rapture happened to these five people and these five <laughs> people alone. Like, I, there are a couple scenes where the movie, like, immediately after the rapture, where the movie sort of takes off. Like, not doesn't take off. That's a that's a too strong. But it like, soars into the where, where the all of the extras screaming in the background give it the feel of a disaster movie even yeah. if Vic Saren doesn't know how to block actors to save his yeah, life. Yeah, why so you did that still
2: feel like Yeah. This feels silly in a way. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like so there is a, like there you do get the sense of chaos, but can I rant a little bit about Buck Williams' big story Hell because yeah. the thing that this movie does that the original book didn't really at least from my reading of the plot summary on Wikipedia. <laughs> I it, trust it. It turns the rapture into a conspiracy by bankers. Like there's no way the plot that the bankers have to seize the land's the 10 tracts of land where they will solve world hunger. Right. God, this movie's stupid. (laughs) Um, There's no way that this plot works. If the rapture doesn't happen because they need the rapture to happen to throw everything into such disarray that like world leaders die, that they can swoop in governments crumble so they can set up Carpathia as their puppet. And what of course they don't realize is that Carpathia is like the human embodiment of Satan. But Mm -hmm. like, this plan only works if they think they're going to trigger the rapture. Like, so are they demons and they did? No. I don't or know. Or no, I guess angels would know. I
2: don't know. think they did because remember they're surprised when Carpathia yeah. like turns on them eventually and, and is does his little antichrist and move. The
1: idea is like, you know, of course the idea of the rapture is nobody knows the day or the hour or whatever. But See, like these guys are trying to create the conditions to cause it except they don't <laughs> they seem surprised when it happens. It's very strange. Well, you're
2: saying that they they need all these people to disappear and the president to die and yeah. whatever. And yeah, we didn't hear them plan for that otherwise. <laughs> like if if that oh, had, if the rapture so had hadn't. Even
1: if you think that like Carpathia is doing it and like Satan is working through him to bring this about, he's still like... Like if you're Satan, you have to be a little concerned about triggering the events that it's prophesied will end to your like doom. Like
2: <laughs> you think you want to delay that? Even a if little. you think
1: you have like, if you think you have like a secret weapon that Jesus doesn't know about, or it something. it seems like
0: literally yeah. a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah.
2: Now I'm just thinking of Satan like going through the bureaucracy to like make the rapture happen and just like filling all the forms. Like take your time.
0: Hey Jim, are we good for Monday? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Morning Sam. Wait, He's working his way
2: up the ranks.
0: <laughs> but he's like, yeah, but I'll get out of that last part. No, no, no. It's just gonna be fine. It's gonna yeah. be totally fine. I'm <laughs> sorry I made him a New Jersey guy for some reason.
1: Or it's yeah. gonna be totally fine. <laughs> I really want to see the sitcom about like the Antichrist, like when he has to take a job as a barista at Starbucks because he's paying <laughs> his dues. There's a long
2: time where he's just really kind of yeah, just hanging out hanging tight.
0: I kept going to the coffee bean, but all my lattes were extra hot. <laughs> And, and instead of latte art it was little pentagrams in the milk oh, instead of no. steam
3: it was little spirits <laughs> <in the milk.
1: laughs> oh poor satan just kidding but it's like all of the characters have read the left behind books and that's how they know what's happening
0: yeah they are hitting their marks big time
2: they're not here they're not anywhere
4: okay their shoes their clothes their closet's crazy Behind
0: the- hey, that's the name of the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll do that every time. Every it. time. I mean that also. Like just skipping to the end scene. There's so much of this movie that I just found. I found. I find thinking about and talking about it more interesting than watching it. Yeah. Watching it, even at an hour forty, it was less than two hours. I found it to be kind of tedious and boring so in parts, yeah. and it wasn't even like fun. Like, isn't this so bad that it's fun? It's more fun to. To talk about it Yeah like The the
2: concept of what they're doing
0: Yeah like I think Fireproof And Christian And these other movies That we've watched Maybe Hell House Notwithstanding Those are more fun movies To engage with In a live way Like With friends Or in a group This I I don't know if I'd recommend Even just like Watching it Uh Maybe
2: you can like skip through it on the YouTube video, <laughs> just get around to the. Yeah, good it's, it's yeah. for
0: on YouTube. It's low risk, but um, I
2: would I would like you to play a very lively scene where that um, pastor is having his own realization in the church know by himself. Out I loud. knew
0: your words. This was his audition. <laughs> I stood right here. Wow. <laughs> I preached it. I'm acting. <laughs> God and Damn. i was good. <laughs> it's so just listened to it <laughs> they're, gone. they're gone and they so many pauses oh no gone. one and believing are two different things mm, you build the rhythm mm-hmm. i'm living a lie
2: I'm a lie. It does come turn mm. into like a slam poem.
0: Life, <laughs> Living life. Am I alive? This is him
2: throwing a Bible at the cross? I yeah, think? he
0: threw something at the cross and hit it a perfect strike like bottles at a fair. <laughs> oh god
3: <laughs> Then he stubs
0: his toe. <laughs>
3: oh god.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was him
1: Stealing before
0: you Again I'm he's now asking you
1: by himself. Yep. He didn't Or is he? He didn't realize that the stuff in the script that was all the way across the page was action lines he wasn't supposed to read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: no, he got confused. One more chance.
1: You know what he wants? One more chance.
0: Light piano. To receive you in.
4: Forgive me God. Use me. Lord, please, just use me.
0: Mm. Until you use me up
2: He's calmed down a little bit now He
3: already
4: Oh (laughs) Oh, there's
2: Ray (laughs) So Raymond Steele comes in behind him as he's praying And like his hand comes into the frame Out of nowhere and rests On the guy's shoulder And said, he already
1: is Mm -hmm. To his question use
2: me Which is weird Uh,
1: (laughs) I have a fun question for you guys How old did you think Chloe Steele was That was
2: baffling right She's in college is okay. she? Because she says, I'm going t- to exams and she's like driving back from her exams or something. There's only like one clue that you get
1: to what age she because is. Because I, uh, if you look at her character pitch, she eventually marries Buck.
3: Yeah. yeah like Spoilers, she, yeah. yeah.
1: Also, again, yeah, at the
2: very end of the movie, they have this moment where they kind of look at each other because he comes back to her house. Oh, they're and so and she's into like, each other. And they have this smile and then they hug. And it's like, when did they fall in love? When did that happen? What?
0: Hey, this is what happened. And also shared trauma. It's very
2: inappropriate. Yeah, like he's maybe in his late thirties and she's a college girl. I mean, it could happen. I mean, but... that's
1: what happens after the rapture. <laughs> hey, baby.
2: You know, everything, after the rapture, loose. there
1: are no rules.
0: <laughs> Do you think like Christian Mingle after the rapture there was like a niche dating website? <laughs> like Tribulation Force. Oh
2: yeah, they call themselves the Tribulation Force. All these So people that become Christians post rapture are very important because we all need to know that there is that that safety net. Like, if you yeah. didn't make it after the rapture, you know, everyone goes to heaven, like, you can still be saved, but you're still gonna have to go through seven years of bullshit, basically.
0: Seven years of bullshit. Yeah. Along well, with a good Christian fun. <laughs> do you think we should do this show for seven years and then pretend we got raptured and stop it? It's the perfect it? number, so... I think so. That's God's holy memory. Can you you develop
1: my character as the Antichrist? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's what we started to do based on the show photo. It's terribly sad. (laughs) It's terribly sad.
2: Yes. Do you have any plans for world peace that you'd like to share? Involves Uh, you being in charge? Yeah,
1: world peace is going to be great. It's going to (laughs) suck. Wait, what? What did you just say? Whoa! whoa. You guys weren't (laughs) chilled
0: by that scene in the UN. Donald M. Alternus. Yes, sir.
1: That's me. Yeah, of Newark, New Jersey. Yes, sir. oh yes, sir.
2: That's the bodyguard. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was love, so like, uh, he was such a feckless uh,
0: bodyguard. He was in a different movie. <laughs> <I think laughs> he went to the wrong set. He, he thought this is a comedy So, yeah, scene. so Nikolai, just to like wrap all that, because there's <laughs> so much of this plot that's yeah, just man. like dumb and boring, but Nikolai shoots a guy point blank at the U.N., <laughs> And then everyone's <laughs> Jedi mind effed into thinking that he didn't. Someone else shot him, and oh, then that's he shoots right. another guy. And they and like ol-
2: tell this alibi story for him that he didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, either. and
0: only Buck can see because Buck's a Christian. So yes, so Christian vision. Good thing he got
1: saved in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. Oh, think about it. if he didn't get saved in the bathroom.
2: Oh, that bathroom was a big.
0: Spot. He had a wide praying stance. Like in the all bathroom. you
1: have to do to make that scene work, if you if you believe that like that like like believing in God will somehow keep you from Satan's magic powers. Um, it's like, have (laughs) have Buck be there. And he kind of half believes, and then he sees this thing happening. And like, there's the struggle with like how he's, you know, uh, fighting against Carpathia's wiliness. And like, he realizes I have to surrender to the Lord. Like, you could make that scene play. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know if yeah. Kirk Cameron could make that scene play, but Kirky. Oh he can do anything.
2: Else. Sweet baby boy. <laughs> Except
1: for VL
0: such as his closing monologue. Everything the Bible predicted is happening. It's if true. This is true.
3: It's happening. And the
0: Antichrist has come into power, then this is just the beginning <gasps> of our scene. The next seven years are gonna be the worst that mankind has ever seen. Oh November eight. Again,
2: he knows only all of hope this is to join instantly. together <laughs> and trust
0: God. I do like your point, Todd, that it does, it is just not about faith anymore. It's right. just, well, I guess this makes sense. Sure. <laughs> Life is insane now. And now I'm 100% all in. <laughs> I get it. Band together for the Lord. It's not the evidence of things not seen. And I'm not someone, and maybe other people are, or people who are into, I don't know, I like fantasy stuff in, in movies and other stories, but I've I've never been attracted On a faith level or even just in on a basic interest level, in time stuff, revelation stuff. I always have just written it off for myself as Paul did shrooms or whoever wrote Revelation. There's a lot of weird, insane imagery. Maybe some of it's like cool poetry. Maybe there's something to take from that poetry. Mm -hmm. But then it just comes down to no one knows the day or the hour. Fine. I'm good with that. I don't care. Because that seems to be, if no one knows the day or the hour, like, who's that guy, Larry? Some guy here in LA tried to do that five years ago, like yeah. December 12th. Oh, yeah, like it's, it's happening. There have been
2: so many of those throughout yeah. the years. I, I mean, even Christians at the time that this was written thought it was happening like tomorrow, you know, yeah. <laughs> that it was Y2K. Coming. That was
0: yeah. what a lot of people thought.
2: Well, but I think most Christians don't react the way you do. I think we either have like a real morbid curiosity about the revelation of like, well, and that is why this stuff is made of like, well, what would happen? Because the know, world is interesting. Gone, or like if there was like this it, yeah. violence and all this stuff and like, ooh, the torture or whatever. Or there's just like a straight up crazy fear. Yeah. And so we gotta figure this shit out because I might not make it to heaven, you know? <laughs> or like if this is if I'm wrong, then I'm one of the people who is like, you know, under an illusion basically and I don't know it when Jesus comes or when the Antichrist comes.
1: It's a safe way to engage with horror, science fiction,
0: fantasy, yeah. <laughs> genres that
1: Christians are often Forbidden from reading or like engaging with, right? You know, or At least I was.
0: Yeah, it's a weird and, backdoor into yeah. this stuff because mm-hmm. the the books, obviously, much more so than this movie that was probably rated PG. Right, engage in hyper violent yes. shit. Like I, it starts as like ah, oh, everyone's a Christian, but then by. I don't know what book it is, but midway through, everyone yeah. gets guns and starts shooting people. Oh they shoot guards at abortion clinics. They yeah. like, like, it gets...
2: Like, I wasn't allowed to read the Harry Potter books. Actually, I don't know if I wasn't allowed. I think I may have chosen not to. That's did kind allow of righteous yourself. Christian I was. Yeah.
3: You were flipping Satan But I Satan did
2: read this entire book series that was all about kids fighting demons. And that scared the living shit out of me, like for for years. Was it Animorphs? Still no, and I can't remember the name of it. So if someone else can find what it was, it was like it was a whole anthology like this, basically. And I think it was kind of this way to like, ooh, kind of a horror, you know, sort of scary thing that I can read through. Or like the Frank Peretti books are like that too. Every kid I knew had read those, but we can't read Harry Potter or anything like that has that mystical magical world. But if it's not in the Christian folk tale then it doesn't fit basically so
0: yeah it was so odd how everyone was like lord of the rings great harry potter oh yeah. i don't yeah. know you might be a D- we,
2: <laughs> i went to a christian school and during recess a lot of kids would play um pokemon like they would act out pokemon <laughs> on <the> recess.
3: cool <laughs>
2: and they like they would be you know the guy pikachu i couldn't think of one yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they had to have like a school wide announcement slash email saying like kids cannot pretend to be Pokemon during recess anymore. They that can't is...
0: pretend to be Pokemon. No,
2: <laughs> you can't pretend. Wait, was it a Christian school? It was Christian school. Oh, that's why. Yeah, and so they kind of banned
0: it. Pokemon were demons.
2: Yeah, I think because it's like there's, Wait, is Pikachu there's magic not saved? and there's kind of like a cult. Oh, Kevin. Oh no! Cuz these no. little doggies didn't make it,
0: Pikachu. Pika- <laughs>
1: I was uh, thinking the other day, what if Pikachu wasn't safe? You stop oh, it. I
0: hope he You gets stop saved. it right now. <laughs>
1: That's hey! a good Pika, thought. Pika, I like this pikachu lalu
0: pikachu Yes! Chool-a-lu-ya. Chool-a-lu-ya. Guys, before we get to our final thoughts, <laughs> we, we got kind of a new seven, wanted to test the waters with this, and we actually put out on our Twitter... Like an opportunity for some Twitter Q and A from you, fine listeners. Ooh. So I have a few questions. I'll I'll uh, I'll yield the floor to to you both of you and myself. Okay, Norma Norma Joy asks FMK Buck Rayford Steele or Nikolai Carpapia. <laughs> now the F, I'm going to convert on the GCF podcast to make love to in the context of covenant marriage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, after maybe a good six-month engagement. So
1: we're marrying two people, is what you're saying. Yeah, so, you know, it's,
0: it's <laughs> yeah, yeah but
1: you can divorce yeah. the one's after kind you, of a hot one. Yeah, consummate. <laughs> Buck.
2: Okay, oh. Buck, Rayford Steele, and Nikolai.
0: Yeah, I'll say F. Nikolai. <laughs> uh, marry Buck, kill Ray. Ray I was not into.
2: Okay, I think also F. Nikolai. He's got kind of that bad boy thing going on. The ultimate bad boy if you will.
0: <laughs> the ultimate. I mean, best. literally the last one. <laughs> the worst one. <laughs>
2: I think I'd kill Buck. And I'd marry Rayford. Cause, but Rayford, like, post, um, post-salvation, post where he's a bit of a softer man.
3: A <laughs> <laughs> <think> softer man.
1: <laughs> I'm going to kill Ray as well. Yeah. Uh, we hated Ray, I'll I'll, I'll I'll fuck Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is this kill I Bill. Yeah. Book? I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Nikolai Carpathia because I want to oh, wow. be. You can change we, him. I want to be at his right hand as we. Oh, that's rise. smart. Yeah. Well, He's you'll like, make as it we through. rise. Yeah. I'll get seven years, whatever I want.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's
2: gonna be a nice time. It's gonna be a
0: vacation. Very good. Presley asks, "Is the entire Chick Fil A fast food concept raptured too?" <laughs> 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 that does. I mean, is every Chick Fil A just empty?
2: The waffle fries get raptured cuz they're heavenly. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> you know, I was always told when I was a kid that everything you need to be happy will be in heaven. So there is absolutely at least 7 7,000 Chick-fil-A franchises.
0: <laughs> everything you need to be happy will be
2: You in know heaven. that french fry stall they have at Disneyland? <laughs> what? Rows of those. A private one in every mansion. There's
1: a stall in in
2: yeah, in Disneyland it's just all they serve is McDonald's fries.
1: I was like I was a very nervous kid, so I like I had all these stuffed animals I loved and all these Aww, pillows yeah. I loved. Uh-huh. So as I fell asleep in case the rapture happened, I clutched my pillows to my head and held all my stuffed animals. No, I'm you like didn't. this my, is oh. the cutest my vision. My arms ever got heard. so sore and I told my mom that's why I was doing, She She's like, "Oh, well, when you get to heaven all that stuff will be there because you need it to be happy." And I was like, "But will it just be a copy?" Like, <laughs> The fake one <laughs> will
2: it have the saliva smell that yeah. I've worked on? Will for my so sock long? monkey be in yeah. heaven. You clutched them so tight while you slept, that's so sweet.
0: Yeah. Oh. Mara asked, Are you guys gonna watch the Nick Cage version and compare? I don't
2: know. I think we have to do watch we, that one. Do we
1: want to revisit this world <laughs> yeah, again? It's so bad. I think that Nick Cage is gonna be glorious. <laughs> I watched the trailer Steele. and it
2: looked dope, it looked really exciting. <laughs>
0: I think it's time to get into our final thoughts Now Todd you know this, the way this works But we're gonna give this movie A holy toast or holy roast Thumbs up or thumbs down Holy toast We rapture it up to heaven, heaven bound. Or holy roast We're gonna put it Not in the tribulation force But in the, I don't know what uh, those people are, It's going to hell
3: <laughs>
0: So Caroline we'll start with you
2: This movie, let's talk about what was good about it. There were two dogs and a hamster, and they were very cute. I
0: thought the dogs were cute.
2: They were very cute. Um, I really enjoyed Ivy Gold's style. She had a good halter top and had the tattoo on her forehead. I think she was supposed to be a lesbian, maybe, with the girl she was living with. You got that? Yeah. I thought
0: they were just roommates. Do I sound old?
2: There you go. Yeah, they're just roommates and they travel My together. My daughter's been
0: living with a girl for 30 years. They're
2: best friends. <laughs> um, but I really liked her her style. That's the, all that's good. Okay. Uh, mostly bad. Uh, the, the plot was like weirdly lame considering there's all these really incredible things happening and really world changing. And... Um, you didn't believe anybody's motivation, you didn't believe anyone's like investment in what was going on except maybe that pastor who was yelling in the church by himself.
3: Yeah. Oh god. Oh god.
2: Uh left behind the movie we'll need to go to hell.
1: All right, holy rose, Todd. Well, when I got this assignment, uh, I pulled up the mm. movie on YouTube because it's available for free on YouTube with German subtitles.
0: Oh, which really adds to the global <laughs> perspective.
1: And I just oh. want to say, God. the Germans are getting a much more exciting movie because there are frequent mentions of nuclear war in the subtitles. Ooh. That, so far as I can tell, don't turn up <laughs> don't in the happen. English dialogue. Okay. <laughs> um, but I uh, so I watched like Twitter. 20 minutes of it and I was like is this fake like have I stumbled upon a left behind fan film that somehow (laughs) got Kirk Cameron to stop by and like I had to like really go and research and make sure I was watching a real movie not like some student film that happened so incompetently done (laughs) so incompetently made it's it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen and I've you've seen a lot I've seen a lot of movies I've seen God's Not Dead God's Not Dead is far better than this and God's Not Dead is terrible Uh, I'm gonna have to say, holy toast. It's going to happen. It uh, it's, to have it. it's <laughs> going to hell. It is holy roast.
0: All right. Well, I will make this a unanimous holy roast. All the political things and all the like religious intent aside, it's such a good concept. Like what happens the after potential the potential is huge. And this is what bugs me. This is what infuriates me more than. Like, I think there's a lot of TV shows and movies that are just bad in ways that are not interesting. They're just mediocre, or they're just not very well made, mm-hmm. or it's just run the mill whatever. But then there's, there's TV shows and movies that are bad in a way where it's like, you squandered something. You had the germ or a thread yes. of something that could have been... Great, like I think about Glee Glee is an amazing premise and that show, I hate that show. I wanted to love it and it was like, oh, using musical theater and song is like a metaphor for what you go through in high school where everything does feel so dramatic and then that's what you do. you just do karaoke for six seasons with will Schuster like it just, it feels like that so left behind I so feel this, like they didn't fulfill the books the
2: it way did they not have.
0: capture the mastery so you are
2: a hundred percent aligned with Tim LaHaye in your attitude about this movie. I, so I just- cannot
0: say that even in a joking way
1: I don't just think if you met Tim LaHaye tomorrow you'd have at least one thing you agreed on uh,
0: well Tim LaHaye passed away last, last year oh okay All oh right. no so, P. Uh, well if you met Jerry B. Jenkins, B.I.H. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I won't give him a B.I.H. I don't know I, I truly don't know, and neither does he. No one knows the time or the hour, except for these guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is the implication of this? So, all of that aside, it was just not fun to watch. It was boring, and it was like, like Todd said, incompetent, and just on a story level, just so dull mm-hmm. for something that is insane. It was dull. How? And, yeah, so I'm sorry, Left Behind, calling the movie, you're going to hell. It's a holy roast. But we want to know what you think about Left Behind, calling the movie. We're going to put up a poll on our Twitter, at Christian Fun Pod. You can give it a holy roast or a holy toast, so why don't you go ahead and... Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> Happy november 8. Oh, man. Also, uh,
2: yeah, say if you went and saw this at one of the church screenings they did, because they did a lot of those yeah some of our listeners did yeah like, we want to hear we'll, your left
1: behind stories absolutely yeah your stories of when you were left behind by the rapture <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> guys what if we have all been left behind and we just don't realize oh, it yeah that's Shoot. the thing i've thought that about, would like, be a good wrinkle
1: what if like one guy disappeared and people were like was he kidnapped <laughs> like, he, was he was the like, only yeah. one
2: literally he was a, the only one he's the noah one. of our time yeah, yeah that's yeah, so funny to yeah. think about i will
0: right, we'll be right back with more good christian fun So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort, meets convenience. Download the app or visit carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Hey. Hey. Righteously indignant over here. <laughs> A couple of carmens in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting oh. It is Carmen. He Carmen. spells it Carmen, Carmen, but it is Carmen.
1: Carmen was my jam. So weird. Or was it really? I'm, I'm so really? sad. I'm so sad we didn't get to do Carmen. no monsters. Oh, we
0: can well, there's bring it a back. there's a lot of his songs on the list. We, Maybe we'll have you back someday, and we'll just do we can just do the hunt for the worst Carmen song of all time, and make this a forever we can podcast. Go deep into that. But for now, we're just gonna do the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The world!
2: <laughs> Why is it so quiet?
0: <laughs> because it's like you're hearing it on the radio, and but then you're turning the radio down. Like, oh no, this is a mistake.
1: <laughs> I would never turn the radio down for cartoons. Up, uh, turn it up. Up as eyes. As Wait, as do as you remember that song from your childhood? I, I remember. So I remember that song from when I was again when I was in college. And uh-huh. I was like hanging out with virtuous Christian girls and it would come on and like everybody would be like yeah and I'm like we're 19 yes. again we, we, we are older we don't have to drink or anything like that we don't have to have sex but we could like not listen to this <laughs> song uh, but now I play it to torment my wife so yay yeah. it You're still another serves wife a yeah. wife um,
2: bad Christian songs I love
0: that oh yeah that's our second
2: Ross one in a too yeah
0: we'll, we'll make a playlist of how to torture your spouse <laughs> between <laughs> cartoons and secret am. Oh, yeah. But uh, as you know from the last week's episode, the current contender for the worst Christian song of all time is Fat Baby by Amy Grant.
3: He's just a, He's just a, He's a fat, fat little baby. I don't you mean maybe.
0: It's just a nonsense rhyme. The Leave the some as 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 I
1: we're good you listened to this before right uh let me let me tell you about this what happened so i have i was like oh no. maybe 20 minutes into last week's episode uh-huh. when you sent the email saying if you could listen to this it's two minutes long and i was like oh what piece of shit did they dig up this time so i put i put it on and i see the name fat baby and it doesn't ring any bells and then i play it and i'm instantly like mommy what mommy where are you because like my mom Love this song. This song? Yes, Fat Baby. She (laughs) thought it was, my mom loved novelty Christian songs. Like that was her Uh, weak spot. So she loved this song. I mean, she loved this whole Amy Grant album. Like I went through and listened to every song and I was like, yep, I've heard that. 10 million times but she loved Fat Baby she laughed at a lot of like the little jokes about whatever and she liked the part where the the background singers go or whatever that is (laughs) Um, so yeah she loved that she loved a lot of Carmen that's why Carmen's my jam because she like liked it when it was when it was a little bit like a Christian song but also kind of the Monster Mash (laughs) like that was that was her Venn diagram it's like
2: a little edgy too you know like ooh a little irreverent Christian
1: so Fat Baby just like took me back to like being in in the backseat of the car. Driving to like my grandma's house or whatever, and my mom putting it on and like bopping back and forth. Fat little baby, Oh Fat baby turned me into a fat little baby. So (laughs) it's such a nostalgic attachment for you. Yeah, apparently so. And I have I I had not thought of this song in probably thirty years. Oh no! Do you know know the words? Rushing back. I didn't I I didn't know all the words, but like Wes, I heard it. It was like it's like that thing where you don't know the word, but you kind of have like five different possibilities, and it's always in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like after I listened to it once i was like well then i played it to torment my wife and like yeah i was singing along was singing along oh my gosh doctrine leaves him cold as ice <laughs> poetry not I really catchy
2: upon a new listen what bothers me the most about it is how she says baby it's a little more affectation than I needed in this.
1: Song. Wow. And not, har- to, not to objectify Ann anything. And powers over here. Not good. to objectify or anything, but Amy Grant's uh, album cover photo for this album. Beautiful. She's looking good. She's Gorgeous. Looking good.
2: There's like yeah. that soft glow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put <laughs> the Sybil
0: she- Shepherd filter on her for sure. <laughs> yes.
2: She's looking into you. That's not a woman you think would shame you about your faith. But you know what? Actually...
0: Is. The look, her look on this album, Age to Age, it looks like she's, she just said or is about to say, really? John 316 is your favorite Or like verse? she just
2: said a joke about you to her friend and then she turned and looked at you.
0: Guys, the new contender, the new nomination... For the mm. worst Christian song of all time Is a song called Mood Rings It's
2: got big shoes to fill
0: Mood Rings by Reliant K This is nominated by Caitlin Scott Thank you Caitlin for Thank the nomination Caitlin. I've sent both of you the lyrics I've texted them to you if you want to follow along oh, okay. Because some of them are hard to hear At some point But this is Mood Rings by Reliant K We all know the girls That I am talking about oh my God. They are time bombs And they are ticking the only when they'll
2: they'll blow up will they'll blow up. We know that Are you kidding a me?
0: Are you Are you kidding me? you know those girls. you kidding me?
3: Are you kidding me? Are
1: you kidding me? Are you
3: Little girls do oh, oh my god! god off you TikTok Cause we'll just what they're thinking Just what they're thinking Oh, this, this
0: is tough. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Caroline, I think is depressed <laughs> now. <laughs> and I I understand. No, just, I, are they gonna kind of like Does Christianity factor into this song at all. It may not
2: and it just kills <laughs> me. I'm so angry.
0: you <laughs> then. Their eyes, those pretty eyes that watch you sympathize.
1: Okay. I mean, we can keep listening or we can start talking about. It. I think I just we're making faces of stunned silence right now.
3: I'm shocked.
1: This is pretty brutal. So
3: we'll be tipped off to in the TikTok. Just what they're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> She's so pretty, but she doesn't
0: always act that way. I, yeah. oh, Stop again. bouncing <laughs> <laughs> Don't enjoy this
2: <laughs> uh, Fuck these guys Whoa. Forever
0: Well, there
1: goes our relying. No, am I an
2: emotional girl? <laughs> oh my god, this is Oh, this is terrible
1: I think uh, the next time Anybody online is like, we don't need feminism I'm just going to make them listen to this song Until they admit yes, we do, do. just like, no, 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 but really listen yeah. To
2: how bad
0: Well, here's the last verse
2: Girls that I am talking about
0: She liked you Wednesday But now it's Friday And she has to wash her hair <laughs> <laughs> they just figures that we'll
3: never figure We're them out What that do with
1: anything? Well, first she's jackal and she's high At least she makes A lovely pair I've, I've, right. I've spoiled myself On the last line And I'm really wondering How they're gonna fit That last line Into like
3: Oh yeah magic. Oh yeah let,
0: Let's check it out
3: Key To unlock this mystery
0: Oh it's getting A little tender now the girls and their hey there Delilah
3: emotions, yep. Play it
0: back In slow motion So I May understand The complex Infrastructure On the female mind <laughs> <laughs> little Paul Simon Ascaphian really
2: shoehorn <laughs> that in there
0: <laughs> <laughs> infrastructure Okay. Mm. Hmm. Well, that was a song. This is our first song where it's like it's a Christian song and that was by a Christian band. The Lord, God, Christianity, Jesus, the Bible, church. Is not technically a part of the lyrics of this song
1: but it does have like it does have a very important part of christian culture in it which is propagating sexist power structures so right that's like, why yeah. i think it is
0: oddly very accurately <laughs> reflective of oh the gosh. culture
2: i'm just seeing red like it's hard for me to come up with words uh, to describe how like how bad it is you know
0: ah oh, someone get you a moon ring over there <laughs> no okay so this album two lefts don't make oh my dick <laughs> no i deserve that yeah uh caroline threw something at me two lefts don't make a right but three do that's where that's the album that this is from from 2003 Gosh. so this is you know 14 years old as a song it is uh this is rough guys i don't like yes. i don't know if we need to go line by line <laughs> but basically it's a very you know it's it's a song i guess for teenagers or kids in college like women right I'm, it is women right the musical
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think about you know this good charlotte song girls and boys girls don't like boys girls like cars and money i've always like been viscerally unhappy about that song <laughs>
3: good and i'm yeah. wondering
1: like if this song <laughs> yeah this song's worse than that song
2: it's yeah it's worse it's i think it's a lot worse Actually, halfway through the song, I, as I let go of my anger, I went into maybe a sympathy mode of like, the guy that wrote this song, I wonder if he ever gets to have emotions, you know?
3: Mm. I
2: wonder if he has felt anything or allowed himself to feel anything in a long time.
0: Well, he dated Katy Perry one time, so maybe it's about Katy Perry. He's lucky. Matt Thiessen? Thysen, Thiessen? Tyson.
2: <laughs> he dated Katy Perry. He and did. And she wrote a song called, You're Hot Then You're Cold, The Rest Then They're No. You're Was that in, about Matt? Out. Might have been just, just kind saying. of a clap back on this Cla- little bitch song. <laughs> little bitch song. <laughs> I can't believe this.
0: This Ugh. is, okay, so again, this is a-
2: Emotions get the best of them.
0: I mean, there's so many gems of wisdom in this song.
2: It's so mean.
0: Yeah, I this mean- This reminds
2: me of like a thing I would hear- I don't know, in Christian school or in a lot of Christian circles where it is very, like, you're divided by your gender so often all the time. Like, I was in a girl's Bible, you know, class and there were boys' Bible class. And boys' Bible class are always about jerking off. And girls' Bible class is always about um, putting some damn clothes on. Pretty much separated that way. And I remember hearing a lot of like these kind of sexist phrases, where like men are waffles and women are spaghetti. Like we're all tangled up and crazy, and men are compartmentalized and like you know so in charge of the, what they think and what they know, and but they're kind of dumb, you know, <laughs> like stuff like cool. that. Yeah, just cool. It's like oh, cool, great, great, great. Yeah. So we're just that.
1: If. Yeah. You and your husband wrote "Men Are Waffles and Women Are Spaghetti" together. Guarantee bestseller, one hundred percent. It's
2: probably out there already. Yeah, if you think about it, so.
1: definitely. Though, like the message of this song is women are fundamental mysteries, and like that's the message of a lot of romantic but, advice that comes out of Christian culture, and right, is untrue. Like I understand my wife. Not, I mean, like, I don't understand everything about her, but, like, I talk to her and know what she's thinking and feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. like,
3: <laughs> well,
2: this is in a derogatory it's a way, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like they don't know what they want. Yeah. And, like, that's a problem. And, man, if there's only a way to tell because she's, she's insane, basically, you know. And the last it's like, line. Oh, maybe you should just uh, listen to her. You know, yeah. like, kind of work
1: it out. I mean, we're going through this time when we're realizing, like, this the huge levels of abuse and harassment that exist in virtually every industry in the United States, but especially out here in Los Angeles yep. where it's present all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. this song is about that. And, yes. like, the singer does not understand that, like, this song is about how he uh, won't let her have her own agency. He'll only ever let her be a character in his story. And that's… Right. And And she's so so set
2: apart from his own mind that he couldn't even imagine.
0: (laughs) The last line is, so I may understand the complex infrastructure known as the female mind. The most emotionally tough relationships I've ever had in my life are with men. <laughs> <laughs> They're not with women. Like, oh, what is she thinking? <laughs> I can't
2: even understand. They usually just tell you.
0: <laughs> like, the most emotionally difficult people I've known in my life, are me- that's just anecdotally, and obviously everyone has different experiences, but it's like, people are complicated. Right. The infrastructure of, like, a man... <laughs> it seems so dumb to have to say this well and sometimes
2: weirdly people will try to frame it like a compliment like men are simpletons and women are these complex you know whatever too many multiple feelings all the time or whatever but it's really condescending at the end of the day Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you're still saying like women are insane hysterical you know Whatever you should lock them up and men, you know, loose we were pretty black and white on everything. You know?
0: Food, sex, pizza. Yeah, I just
2: want to doink all the time and have pizza and
3: boats.
0: T- pizza bo- boats, respect <laughs> and doink. Respect and doink. The four pillars of manhood. Hell yeah! Now I will ask this question: What is a m- which is the meaner song,
3: "Fat
1: Ugh, Baby" really or hard. "Mood Rings"?
2: This is so hard. This um, is-
1: I think the question is. Un- I think the answer is unquestionably "Mood Rings." Okay. Because Fat Baby, like, basically, Fat Baby is about (laughs) obscure doctrinal differences between two members of the same church. (laughs) It's about a woman and then a guy who's a fat little baby. And that's just a pleasant image. (laughs) But really, it's just really about, like, her, you know, it's just like they're having an obscure squabble about certain things that she considers important that he maybe doesn't yet. Like, it is, they are attempting to have an honest conversation, Mm -hmm. and the singer of Mood Rings is not.
0: (laughs) <laughs> hmm. So there's at least, even if it's unkind in the yeah. way it's shown, there's an, a trajectory towards connection and
1: understanding. You can see a way where they would find compromise.
2: Um, Whereas
1: well, in this. only if he
2: would get on her level. Yeah. I disagree that it's a friendly, like, ribbing to that guy. I think it is a very much like, all of us a good Christians get it. Yeah. We know these people. <laughs> and it's it's actually just as like a discriminating and like setting apart uh,
0: someone ring. get carolina mood ring oh, over there no
2: <laughs> <laughs> um as much as fat baby upsets me again the deep black rage i felt just listening to this song uh really really outdoes it it's, it's <laughs> off in a whole nother field um so mood rings is the worst song
0: wow it's so the worst Mood rings is the worst song, no matter what I vote. It's two to one, either way.
2: I think to be a woke man, you have to vote. Well, I don't
0: think that's ever going to lose. Let me give the red pill perspective <laughs> no! now. <laughs> no, obviously, I'm almost sad to say goodbye to Fat Baby.
3: It's
2: incredible that we found something worse.
0: But I can't, I can't not. It's stuff like this. Here's what I hope. I was thinking. I was thinking about this the other day. Not in the way you were about Pikachu, but, <laughs> but I was thinking. What if Amy Grant got saved? Hey, <laughs> what if? Hallelujah, <Cheetaluya. laughs>
2: Kevin. You can't make that joke every I know. time. I know she's I'm-
0: more than that. I know, <laughs> baby, baby, hallelujah. <laughs> I was. I think what I hope is the net result of this show in a lot of ways, at least for me personally, not like what I hope we impart to the listeners, it's just in the sense of so much of the show is us saying like, I enjoy this, I didn't enjoy it, like on a visceral level, like this sounds good, or this was fun or funny, but a lot of it is us saying like, well, this is problematic, or this is like troubling to me, blah, 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 and like policing it. I think in a way that is that is mostly constructive, or I hope in a way that's mostly constructive. Yeah. And so what I hope the net result is, for me personally, is just to be a more discerning person. Not even in the sense of like, I'm not going to watch certain things if it has language in it. Or I'm not going to watch certain things if it has blah, blah, blah kind of content in it. But to really know this is what this thing is and to be aware of like whatever the messaging is. Not mm-hmm. like a not a dogmatic sort of like, if there's sex, if there's violence, but just in the sense of like, if you're eating a bag of Doritos, you better know it. And just know the difference between that and a bowl of vegetables. And just know that everything, even if you think it's a dumb summer movie or a masterwork, is communicating something. Yeah. And it's affecting you in some way, because
2: I think... Like at least being aware of like, I know this is being insidious and I can recognize where it's yeah, and so
0: in. Yeah, so I think doing that more often than not... in and and really reflecting on stuff more often than not, it's helpful because I guarantee you the probably majority reception to this song at the time is like, oh yeah, that's just a fun song about boys and girls and boys don't get girls and it's fun. Yeah. It's like, I bet this screwed people up.
2: I bet you it did. Right, to just cement this idea in a song. Yeah. Like we're all
0: in on this joke, you know? Yeah, yeah and to like... Solidify these regressive attitudes in a lot of ways. So yes, "Mood Rings" is the worst Christian song of all time. Wow, farewell, fat baby. Hallelujah,
3: Hallelujah.
1: I think that the uh, the singer of "Mood Rings" is a fat little baby. Whoa! <laughs> so we can have it bay both ways. I, I I just want to interject and say I've listened yes, to every sir. episode of this show and and I feel that "Breakfast," the newsboy mm-hmm. song did not get a fair enough shake in terms of how bad it is. Right? <laughs> I hope that Please there is some... A I hope more. there's a tournament of champions. I hope oh, that song be. comes back and I'm going to just like, I'm going to like submit my vote whether I have to like do it by carrier pigeon. <laughs> <to be> like, <laughs> We're breakfast. accepting uh, forms. Uh, mood Rings is worse than Breakfast, but Breakfast breakfast is far worse than Cartoons. I don't know what... Wow. On a, thing, on yeah. a,
2: because of its message?
1: Um. Yes, and also Cartoons is like kind of catchy like cartoons as a, as is a piece of music and yeah. also i love the backstory that chris rice wrote cartoons <laughs> it horrifying. and it became this monster that took it's over it's so his life. funny
2: it's so funny because yeah. he has all these like like really powerful worship songs yeah. yet this song life means <laughs> so remains much. in his like hand. i was singing the other day <laughs> like it is
0: it's a parable almost it's so funny no we'll do we'll do like a tournament run maybe like a march madness thing next or year we
2: could just do a reunion you know Bring all bring the old gang back together.
1: That's when you got your Kirk, you Kirk Cameron.
2: <gasps> oh, and he's our celebrity guest judge. Every single song he's like, when are we getting to the band songs, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing the hits, but he, but where's the
0: band songs <laughs> <laughs> He's our blind taste test. <laughs> oh, poor Kirk. Oh man. Well, now it's time for I think the most important part of the show. Todd, you know how this works. We're not here to plug our stuff promote ourselves and see glory on this earth no. pre rapture. <laughs> we're here to lift it up. And by lift it up, I mean our social media handles, the stuff we're working on, and the stuff we're enjoying in secular culture. So Todd, what do you want to lift up today?
1: Well I just like to lift up my uh Twitter, which is T V O T I Tavoti. Oh, it's can so find, nice and yeah. clean You can um, find me on Instagram under yeah. the same name You can find my writing at vox.com
0: I will say in my head I've always pronounced it TV-Otty
1: tv yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And uh, if I'm just If I'm thinking about what I'm enjoying in secular culture. I was mm. I was gonna talk about the leftovers, but we already mm. we already got to that. We
2: can we can echo I'm that. Plug here. it in. Yeah. You know, yeah. the
1: leftovers yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, halt and Catch Fire though recently ended its run on AMC. You
0: were one of the fourteen people yeah, one that of we're the other
1: Beautiful show. Yeah. Beautiful relationships on that show. Uh, I think that everybody who likes TV shows should watch it. Uh, and the movie I will say the movie Call Me by Your Name, which is coming out in a few weeks, is a mm. lovely a romance slash coming of age story that everybody in Christian culture should see. At oh,
3: once.
0: interesting. I love the memes for that already on yeah. Twitter.
1: Yeah. It's uh yeah.
0: <laughs> he dances to different songs.
1: Oh, that's right. That's the one. Uh,
0: Caroline. What are we lifting up for Arnie. you today?
2: You guys can be lifting up uh, my Twitter at totem spirit wolf mm. as well as Instagram where you can see photos is your my voice life, okay? I don't know. I'm really, I'm really like sinking low.
0: Okay. Oh, it's because that bruised rib—it's spreading.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. I might die. <laughs> um, yeah, lift up my ribs, and um can be lifting up Rihanna's new single with Pharrell called "Lemon." You don't get to hear Rihanna rap, rap. very often, and yeah. it is
0: just a, pretty much that the Kendrick behold. song. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's—it's my tongues. When I speak in tongues
0: Your tongues is Rihanna rapping Mm -hmm. Okay
2: Um, On the day this episode comes out I will also be going to a Katy Perry concert
0: Well and she'll probably recognize you As the girl who did a podcast About her (laughs) Christian album
2: I think the entire concert I'll just be Talking with her at like conversation level
0: Or she'll be giving you side eye after every song It was so
2: fun to talk about you
0: (laughs) She's gonna hear you roar
2: Should I play your recording to her? Yes,
0: okay. yeah. concert <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little dweeb. stuff me in a locker <laughs> I'll never be excused as, cute as a stranger things kids no. he's okay all right well you can find me at Kevin T Porter I want to lift up Dustin from stranger things because if you ask me <laughs> shut up he's gonna do all right when he grows up. <laughs> I, I tr- truly I want to lift up Julian Baker. Julian Baker is uh, an artist, a singer-songwriter, who's not super new, but she just came out with her second album. And it's pretty incredible. It's called When the Lights Go Out. And she's someone who was raised in the church. And then she came out as gay to her parents, who super supported her, and then pointed her to verses in the Bible saying, like, why they, like, loved her and supported Mm. her. So it's, like, an interesting... She's, like, a very interesting... Christian, post Christian art she's not a Christian artist, but she was raised in the church. And she says that she uses a lot of hymns as templates for how she writes her songs. Oh, cool. And it is so funny. Some of her songs do sound like modern worship songs, but it's about just like her and relationships and stuff. Um, so Turn Out the Lights is her new album.
2: Kevin, can I chime in and ask, was that Jillian Baker or Julian?
0: Julian Baker.
2: Because when I Google that, Julian Bakery comes up because Julian is known for its pies.
0: Well I wanna lift up the pies at julian bakery as well because i love pie great pie specifically if you want to bring me a coconut cream pie at our live show in brooklyn in a couple weeks no uh (laughs) throw throw, it right at his dick no just hand it to me don't throw it at my dick please (laughs) i need it all right Todd, thank you so much for joining us on this show. I'm so
1: happy to be here. What a pleasure. Todd, what a delight. It's been lovely. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send those votes by carrier pigeon.
0: I, we hope to. And if you send those votes, don't worry. Your votes will not be left behind.
2: This is some good Christian fun.
0: <laughs> and all of Pod's people said, amen. 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 Guys, I think, it, I think we should say farewell.
3: He's just a fat little baby Wow,
0: He's not a bottle and he don't mean maybe He samples solid foods once or twice But if his doctrine leaves him cold I love watching Caroline try to Remember the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, I'm just staring at the blood FB, bye bye He knows the books of the
3: Bible And John 3, 16 He's got the biggest King James
0: Here's an equation. Ska plus Jesus plus Southern California equals X. Next week on GCF, we're listening to the OC Supertones, specifically their third album, Chase the Sun.
4: That was a HeadGum podcast.